Coming to you from the Troy Lee Design Saloon in Corona, California, it's the Whiskey Throttle Show, bringing you the legends and leaders of our sport with your host, David Pingree. This week's guest is brought to you by Yamaha, the leaders in the power sports industry. Motocross bikes, street bikes, adventure bikes, generators, side-by-sides, quads, boats. Yamaha sets the standard. Yamaha revs your heart. Today's guest is presented by Therabody, the world leader in human performance, wellness, and recovery. The pioneers of percussive therapy, Therabody changed the game with the Theragun device. Their arsenal has grown to include recovery compression systems, power.electric muscle stimulators, adjustable vibrating foam rollers, and a complete line of organic wellness solutions with their TheraOne lineup. Whether you are a world-class athlete or you are just looking to improve your overall health, TheraBody has the tools to help. Today's show brought to you in part by Method Race Wheels, the strongest, lightest, fastest wheels in off-road. Method dominates the off-road market, and they have the wheels for your truck, sprinter, SUV, Jeep, or van. SKDA Graphics. SKDA has turned the motorcycle graphic design world on its head by bringing a fast, fresh look into the sport. From outside-the-box designs to retro looks to a complete line of Whiskey Throttle show graphics, SKDA is operating on a completely different plane than the rest. With free global shipping on orders of over $100 and unrivaled customer service, right now is the time to freshen up the look of your ride. Troy Lee Designs. Built for the world's fastest racers, Troy Lee Designs blends elite-level protection with a history of industry-leading style and performance. From motocross gear to custom paint to bicycle protection, Troy Lee Designs is waiting for you on the next level. Hey folks, thank you for joining the Whiskey Throttle Show. I'm David Pinger, your host, and we are here at Yamaha Studios in Marietta, Georgia. We appreciate the folks there at Yamaha letting us use their facilities while we're in the area. And we've got 2000 Supercross champion Shay Bentley with us. Uh, you and I have got quite a history, yes, bud. It's great yes, to sir. see you. Good seeing you. Thanks for joining us on the show. I figure I'm down in this Atlanta yeah. neck of the woods. I better get a hold of you. Yeah, I appreciate you. I'm stoked Thanks. to have you on. Um, we get started with our Method Race Wheels front end chatter. If you guys are in the market for wheels for your truck, sprinter, UTV, side by side, whatever it is, go over to methodracewheels.com. You can use our code Whiskey Throttle, all lowercase, no spaces, and get 20% off on any wheels. Uh, packages over there. So check that out, a great deal. Um, Shay, you've been doing a lot of coaching. I know that's kind of what you've been up to these days um, with Loretta's kind of here around the corner. Who are some of the fast kids we should be looking for? Oh, man. It's, it's, there's a ton of them. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, that little Tiger Wood. Is he the real deal? He's real deal. I just watched him uh, a few weeks ago, um, and it's, it's click. It, it's click, and he's moving. Wow. Yeah. You and I were chatting before the show, like how these kids, it just, they have so much better equipment than we had. You know, I, mean, I started yeah. on a Weisinger, like yeah. you probably did. Yeah. We'll find we, out. We all but did. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have prep tracks during the week. We didn't have yeah. these big camps where guys can go and ride. And down here in that area, it's so prevalent. It's um, huge. From Club MX to MTF to, there's probably yeah. five or six and of there's, them. And there's many more coming. It's like, yeah. Um, I guess everybody's seen that there's number one, a dollar to be made. Mm -hmm. um, and number two, if, if you want to run at that level, it's almost like you have to. Yeah, um, we were talking about how we don't know that that's good because, or bad. Because, well, this is what I look at. Look at um, Justin Cooper. Yeah. And then uh, who's the, um, they ride, what, six months out of the year. Yeah. They didn't, and nothing happened until late, late in the career. I mean, like. They, Junior year of high school. Yeah. 
They yeah. peaked, you know, their peak, and when they peaked, it was so much later. Yeah. So it's, um, and I think these kids are, they're peaking way too early. Mm. They're, they're hurt so much more. Um, I just think it's, um, I don't agree with it, but then I do agree with it because every kid needs organization. They need structure. Mm -hmm. um, they need, uh, you know, guidance and, you know, it's, it's there. But what about the school work? What about, you know, that yeah, the what about other being, life? Being a normal kid yeah. a little bit, or yeah. like you said, I mean, they're, they're seeing in other sports, let's say baseball, when they start so young, which they're doing the same thing we are now. There's camps for kids that are two yeah. to teach them how to pitch. And they're wearing their shoulders out before they even hit college, yeah. you yeah. know, like they're, motocross is tough. You start yeah. that hard, going that hard from that young age, Good luck getting to the pro ranks without having being pretty yeah, beat up already. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna be beat up um, no matter what. But yeah. yeah how how is your health? I know um, when you raced, we all had some injuries. Yeah. And you always dealt with Crohn's, if yeah. I remember right. Yeah. Right. Is that under control for you? Yeah. 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 Um, it's, I take medication. Okay. Because um, that's brutal. I, yeah. Yes. Yes. Real. It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you know I have seizures. Um, so everything is right now. Everything's everything's on, good. Yep. We're on point. Any. Any uh, like lingering injury? Oh my injury? gosh! Yeah, yeah. It's What's hard to get worst? out of bed. Yeah. Um, I think honestly, it's more of my um, shoulders. Okay. That is uh. That's the worst, and I've had the you know, I've had the full you know, the full deal. It's just not um. It's not. It's not happening. Arthritis is a real. Yeah, is a real it's, thing. It's real, <laughs> it's real, man. I'm gonna tell you. Well, my knees have always been bad, and my shoulders have kind of been aching lately. I know. We pulled up, and you're sitting there. You're, I'm swinging my loose, I know. He's loosening up for the show, so <laughs> this is tough. But it's hard to sleep. Yeah. Like, I find that's when my shoulders yeah. hurt the worst is laying in bed. So. I agree, 100%. But not doing anything makes oh, it even worse. Way worse. So, yeah. so you, you got to keep up. moving. You got to yeah, get up. Absolutely. Um, all right, we're going to get cracking with your, your story here. Get over to whiskeythrottlemedia.com, guys. We've got a new website that's up and a bunch of new content over there, Site Lab, Riders Meeting. Uh, we've got bike tests, we've got my written column, video column, lots of stuff over there to see. If you want to get um, our Motul wash buckets, we've got those for sale, all kinds of merch, so check it out. Uh, Shay's show is brought to you today by Therabody, so we thank those guys for their support. And let's get to it, man. You grew up kind of in this area? Yeah, I am. I'm originally from Stockbridge, um, okay. Henry County. Which is so where? Which from about an hour and a half from here. Um, North? South. Oh, south, okay. Yeah, so... Um, now I'm in uh, Sonoya, which is like Walking Dead. It's pretty much filmed directly on, like, they actually use some of my property sometimes. It's uh, right behind me. Wow. Um, so it's, you know, I've, I've got the areas and stuff, but it's, uh, this is too busy for me up here. Yeah, it's, Atlanta's gotten pretty wild. Yeah. Pretty busy. Yeah. Um, what was that area like as a kid? It's, um, not, Where as you grew up. not as many people. A yeah. um, lot more tracks. Yeah. Uh, so kind of out in the country yeah country yeah, living yeah. a little bit it's, yeah. a, it's a slower lifestyle yeah um which is what i you know i'm used to it's pretty fun as a kid too right like oh, did you fish and hunt and everything yeah, yeah all that stuff you go right out you know it's, it's all right behind you yeah uh, what about other sports did before you got into dirt bikes did you do other stuff yeah my dad he was um he was big into that he wanted me to i played basketball played baseball okay. Um, we were both doomed in the basketball world. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, I, yeah, right out of the gate. Yeah, there was no, it wasn't happening. I was aggressive, but uh, um, I didn't. You yeah. and I were never meant I to be getting, in there. Yeah, I was getting packed all the time. So yeah. Um, yeah. it was, it was something that he really pushed because he wanted me to be in, you know, have that other life. Yeah. But on the flip, I was too focused. Yeah. Like I know what I want. I knew what I wanted. Well, when did you get your first bike? How old were you? I Pretty was, young. Um, 
I was four when I got my first bike. Okay. But I was eight in my, at my first race. Okay. So, so you just rode, and but that was when your dad was kind of pushing the other yeah. stuff. I was, yeah. My track, and a lot of people was like, they want prep tracks and all this. I had a BMX track. That's what I rode up until I was like 13. Oh, really? Yeah. In your, at your it, house? It, I lived in a neighborhood. Okay. And behind my house was a, um, it was a circle. <laughs> two jumps, and uh, actually two doubles. One rut, one rut. Um, and that's why we practice something, you know? <laughs> Just um, doing laps. Huh? Doing laps. And then um, in the middle of the neighborhood was a big old field. So my dad got permission where we could use it. And uh, so, yeah, we built a track out there. Huh. And I'll never forget when this lady come out and she's like, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, smoke, smoke. My brother looks at her and said, no, dumb, you know, dumb ass. It's, it's <laughs> dust, dust. Cause, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. We didn't have water. Yeah. So I mean, it's a it's a whole different ball game these days to what it was when I was coming. Yeah, out. I know. It's for better or worse. This definitely has a different uh, look to it. Yeah, but it's good. I mean, it's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, Did your dad race or like what was why the bike? My, Just because uh, you guys kind of lived out in the country and. I, yeah. Exactly. And then my brother raced, um, and my brother was actually really good. You just have one brother? Yep. I got an older, older brother. He's, okay. um, he's six years older. He was actually really good. Um, okay. And the difference, you know, he was real aggressive. Like, he, uh, where I'm, you know, I, sm I was a lot smarter. I didn't take as many chances. He was the opposite. Okay. It was, yeah, he was hanging it out. Hammerhead, huh? Yeah. He, yeah. So that's what ended his career probably shortly. <laughs> too many injuries? That, that and uh, the, um, the girls in the party. And, okay. Yeah. yeah that'll was, do it. Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the kids you kind of grew up riding with? Any, any guys that kind of that grew yeah, with you? I mean, obviously, like Walker, um, Ezra, okay. he was always a step, you know, Older. the ages, yeah, and then yeah. Wyndham was always right there, but um, Scotty Pinson, um, obviously, I raced with Ricky every weekend, Yeah. so. Um, Sellards, would he even? He, I ra yeah, I was with him, but, you know, being from Ohio. Yeah, and he didn't then, come down too yeah. much. Okay. Aaron um, Lindsay, uh, yeah, we had, I mean, our group was good. Cause they, like before the Loretta's, we'd always spend a week with each other at their, you know, each other's house. Okay. So, um, you guys would go out and do a circle on your track. Out yeah. There. No, <laughs> yeah. So no, we went to, we went, we went to the heels. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, so which pros were you looking up to at that time when you were a little kid? Did you have a guy? Yeah. Who was it? David Bailey and, yeah. uh, uh, Keith Turpin. Cause you know, Turpin Keith was, Turpin. Yeah. Okay. He That's lived different. right, you know, five miles from my house. Oh, all right. So my, that's where my dad learned to work on bikes and stuff. Oh, yeah, I John, John taught him pretty much everything. Um, and it was cool because Keith would show up, he'd have his, you know, little uh, Corvette, and uh, John would just be shaking his head and stuff. It was, um, for me, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, but, yeah, mean, yeah, you get to watch a guy that you see on, in Cycle News yeah, or whatever, yeah. yeah. He was, I mean, he was good. He was yeah. good. He was like, I remember him riding for Tough. Uh, it was Factory Suzuki. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I remember him later on in his career. Though, it was, yeah, it was tough. Was yeah, tough. Yeah. Suzuki's maybe. Yep, Suzuki's. Yeah, he's strong. Huh. And you know what? A lot of people don't realize. Like his brother Ashley, he was fast. Is that right? Yeah. Are yeah. they still in the area? Oh, yeah, they're, they're probably 15 minutes from me. Huh. So and I still talk to him this day. He went on a Harley ride actually. With Is that them. right? Yeah. And Keith can he can manhandle that Harley. Me? Yeah. I'm like I'm a little bitty. You're long for the ride. Yeah. I'm just long for the ride. What's he doing now? And uh, they do boring, okay. um, boring and tumbling. Wow, um, there's good money well. in that. Yeah, yeah, they do very well. That's cool. Uh, so when, at what point, you started at eight, at what point were you starting to go like do some amateur national stuff or like, um, and what would you do around here? Maybe like 
many O's or? It was my, like my first year I went to Loretta's. Um, oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, you guys didn't waste any time. You know, because um, my brother was there. You know, oh, he was, he was already, already going. Yeah. Okay. And then the second year is when it, it came natural to me. Um, okay. But I was in the BMX. So, yeah. I, you know, like every, these kids these days, they practice every day. Me, maybe once a week, mm. um, which was good, I guess, in the long run. Kept you, it kept you hungry to, to yeah. keep riding, huh? And then, you know, but then, like, with Carmichael, it always kept me chasing. Mm. Um, so then it started getting, uh, like, at age 15, it was real. Yeah. I mean, for, actually, 14. It was everything. Yeah. Like, I mean, nobody had to tell me to do anything. Yeah. So, yeah. You were getting out and doing the work yeah. at that point? Yeah. So how did those amateur years go? Because there's not a lot of, uh, um, I don't remember kind of how those things went. Well, uh, I got sacked a whole lot. <laughs> to Ricky? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Ricky, he, he put it on me. Um, I think, it, like, age 12, I went to South Africa, you know, and so all my amateur career was big, but it wasn't as big because okay. um, I could have I done a whole lot more. Um, I learned a lot, but I tell you where I made a mistake. Okay. I didn't enjoy the things when I was as much mm. as, you know, I look back now and I was, I'm like, I wish I'd have, you know, took this a, a whole lot more in. Um, I, tell that, I tell that to people all the time. Yeah. You know who I just told that to is Justin Cooper. Really? I said, man, I don't ever see you smile on the podium. Even uh, when you win, yeah. you've got to like push it, pause it's, for it's, a, it's dry. Push yeah. pause for a minute and just like, just take it in, dude. Yeah. You never uh, know when it's your last win. And it might just be his personality. But then it's like, you know, I don't know him, you know, off the track, but it's like, yeah, I mean, take. I think that there's something to um, another culture shift that happened with Ricky was that you had to start now. It's a full time. Yeah. If you aren't elite level fitness, you don't have a chance. Yeah. And and the fun was kind of gone. It was not no longer OK to really have fun no. unless you're winning. Yeah. You know, then you could show something on Instagram or you out yeah. wakeboarding or something. But if you're doing that crap and you aren't winning. Oh, God. Oh, look, he, that's why he doesn't win. Yeah. He's, he's wake it's, it's all Yeah, it's all thrown in your face. <laughs> yeah, so. And you can't bring your girlfriend to the race. No. So, no. You know, it's. um, We weren't on yeah. display like that with social media like these guys are. It's you, everything they do. You know, it's, it's thrown out there. Yeah, the, uh, you know, the look of it, just the, the yeah. even if you are doing the work, if the results aren't there and you show anything other than work. Yeah. You're a loser. Yeah, your right. whole life, you know, like on Facebook, you make your life look great. Oh, yeah. But then the other people come in and they can ruin you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, um, but right. I had a really good amateur career. Yeah. I really did. Did you have support with Team Green? Yeah. Okay. Um, From pretty young age? I believe it was. Like mini bikes? I think, I think it was 13. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I was on 85s. Okay. And I'll never forget because uh, I was at a Who, birthday party. Was it party. Mark uh, or uh, Jose Gonzalez? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> um, I was at a birthday party. And my dad calls me up, and I got second at Loretta's that year. And, uh, he, and he goes, uh, you ain't gonna believe this. I, I said, what? He goes, um, you got a letter from Team Green. And he said, then I got a phone call, um, probably you know, five minutes ago. I said, well, did you tell him yeah? He goes, no, I told him I wanna talk to you first. I said, well, call him right back. I said, well, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, that was my crappiest year. Yeah. Once I got the, the riding stuff, it was like, I don't know, I didn't perform. Mm. And but he, he sat me down, he said, son, he goes, if you're going to do this at this level, he goes, it's, it becomes a job because, yeah. you know, yeah, you're using them and stuff, but they're using you, your advertisement, basically. Yep. Um, 
and it, it taught me a whole lot. It taught me about pressure, performing. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and if you don't, there is business. Yeah, it's so, business. It becomes business. Yeah. And, it, it, and that's exactly what it is. It's not personal, it's business. What my yeah. always say. Yeah. So. There's something to that. I, I don't know. I suppose it's good. You're learning life lessons really young, but it's also a pressure. Oh, I remember gosh. when I got done racing, I just wanted a job that was stable. Yeah. I didn't exactly. want to worry about, am I going to get a ride? And, you know, am I going to have a job? That, that ate at me from the time I was 14 or 15 and got, had my first Suzuki support ride, you know? You just wanted that stability. I just want some stability. That's, yeah. that's kind of a big reason I went into the fire department. Right. I just wanted something that was not going to be wishy-washy. And have that much pressure on you, you know, to where, because it does, uh, I mean. Well, you, what I've learned is you always have pressure. You do. The pressure's different. It's um, the pressure we put on ourselves, though. Right. I, I mean, 90% right. of it is, you know, because you know what you're able to do. Yeah. Um, and you do it during the week, and then you. But your pressure, right? Like if you're training kids, you rent still do. Yeah. Like you have to have kids to train, so you're constantly working to generate clients yeah. or whatever. If you, yeah, if you don't, you got. My pressure with the fire department, even though it's a very steady, stable job, I get called. Some kids drowned. That's oh, my responsibility yeah. now. Like that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, that's a whole so, lot. Yeah, and then you the got to go home with it. Yeah, and then it's just the pressure has just changed as all. Are you able to leave? And this is where like leaving work at work and not bringing it home. That's, yeah. you know, that's another. Yeah, and that's something that I liked about the fire department, I thought, because when I go home, someone else takes my spot at yeah. the station, you know, we, it's shift, and when I go home, I'm off. No, my phone doesn't ring, you know, or anything like that, but yeah, mentally, you've got to be able to either compartmentalize it or tell it, to, you know, download yeah. it or offload it and be done with it. Yeah. It, it, it can it, be tough. I'd say, you, yeah, it'd be real tough. Yeah, it can be, it can yeah. be tough. Um, all right, so that sucks that you were, well, it sucks, but it probably helped you become faster growing up with Ricky yeah. because it, tough to get wins that yeah. way. Um, it, but it probably pushed you. It pushed me like, and when I said nobody had to tell me to do something, I remember every day in school, I made list of, you know, the technique stuff like finger on clutch, balls in my feet, you know, keep my feet in. Um, every day, there was like 22 of them. Okay. Um, and then I watched my videos. So I had my- um, What my were you watching? Um, oh, practices. you riding, okay. Yep. They, my mom would film Ricky from, for basically like five lap race, she'd film him um, a lap. Okay. I'd go back and I'd see what he's doing. And I'd see what, because he was already riding with the pros. Yeah. You know, and like Brian Sweek and all them, he was riding with them. Mm -hmm. Me, you know, it was just me. Um, I was, but then it, because we're always chasing that, you know, like two years from now, I want to be better than what I am right now. Mm -hmm. So you're always chasing yourself. Um, you know, for me, I was chasing Ricky, yeah. and I knew what I was, this is the hardest thing, I knew what I was capable of, and then on weekends, I just flaked. Mm -hmm. I didn't show up, because um, he was there. It was, it was mental. Mental, you, he just, he'd have you beat yeah. before you even gave yeah. him dropped. Yeah. And, but my dad also, I mean, he can say whatever he wants to say, but <laughs> when Ricky was there, oh, Ricky's here. I mean, it's like his attitude just drip. <laughs> <laughs> you could see <laughs> yeah. in his and face, it, like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It, was real, it was real shitty for me because, oh, uh, crappy. That's fine. Um, but, yeah, because I got, I got the ass chewing. Yeah. Um, He'd yeah. let you have it? Was your dad oh, pretty? Oh, man, yeah. Because yeah. he knew what I was capable of. And now I understand it, being older, you know. But then he was like, man, you're a fair weather fan. Yeah, I would get mad at my dad because same thing. If I didn't ride as good as he knew I could ride, he would be 
pissed, yeah. you know. Um, and it, not like he hit me or anything, but your dad's disappointment yeah. is almost worse mm, than right, a slap yeah, in the yeah, face, you, yeah. right? <laughs> Nothing worse. Just hit me and let's, <laughs> let's be good. Just get it done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, but as, as a man, that's the biggest thing you want to do is make your dad happy. Right. And then, when, yeah, when you upset him and the disappointment, yeah. I'd much rather, yeah, yell at me, yeah, do whatever, yeah, get out, yeah. but don't be disappointed in me. Yeah, it yeah. is tough. And I always ask guys, like, do you think your dad pushed you too hard, or was that push good? Yeah, it's good. Cause I, I think it is, but there's definitely a fine life. line, right? There, there's a, definitely that in everything we do, but yeah. and as a parent myself, um, yeah, uh, it makes us who we are, and, you know, they're just preparing you for life. Yeah. Cause, you know. I think maybe some parent that that's, it's not that way so much anymore. The parents we, are doing it. You we've know. gotten to like a place where we parent a little softer. Yeah. And I think it's turning out softer kids. Um, it's more of being their friend mm -hmm. instead of being a parent mm. is what I think. But it's hard. I don't know about you. I have two girls and it's that like, does, yeah. it's hard to be mean to them or, you know, or, it's or different with having a daughter and having a son. Because my son is going to be the man of the house one day. Yeah, you got to be hard on you him. Gotta, and I expect yeah. him, you know, I expect a lot. My expectations yeah. out of my kids are a whole lot. Yeah. And like my, you know, like my daughter, she barrel races. I, you know, I don't know much about barrel racing, <laughs> but I got you two. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I expect a lot. Yeah. I, and, and when she comes out and I said, you know, how'd, that, how'd it go? And she looks at me and says, um, you know, it went okay. Um, could you have done anything better? I don't know. Well, we got a problem. Mm -hmm. Because um, you can, you know, you can always do something better. Mm -hmm. uh, why is it? Why is someone? You know, why are the top people doing this? Well, you, you can like break your arm, you know, pull up the barrel and stuff like that. Well, I don't care if you break your arm. Is what? Yeah, <laughs> they're doing it for a reason. Yeah, you know, um, and that's how I am. Uh, and I am hard. But then again, if you're gonna do something, I expect you to give me everything you got. I don't care if you draw me a picture. Yeah, give me 110 percent. Yeah. Um, because if you ain't, somebody else is, you know? I mean, right. so. That's cool. Um, okay, so tell me about your transition to pro racing. You were team green guy kind of all the way through amateurs. Did that bump into pro racing or your first year were you kind of on your own? How'd that go? I was on my own. Um, I did uh, um, 19, it was 1997. I was with team green, okay. down at Minio's. I was, I was like, it was clicking. Yeah. I was in my, honestly, I was in my zone. Probably the fastest one of at, that time, I was, I was like, top. Okay. Um, but I ruptured my spleen out front. I had Ernesto Fonseca, Nick Way. I hadn't lost a moto um, at many of I just checked out. And then last lap, there was a jump that me and Pastrana were doing. And stock suspension, they were doing my suspension that night. I clipped it. It happened. Mm. Um, that, was, that was hard. I mean, that was, that was it was, I guess, scary. Yeah. Um, so when I came back, I only had, I had less than two weeks to get ready for Indianapolis. Supercross? No. Okay. And, uh. So you were 125, was it A down there or one, B? It was 125 A. A, okay. Yeah. Um, man, two weeks, and I'll never forget. I was always felt like I was back on the bike too much. I wasn't, you know, far enough forward. Mm -hmm. That and I was scared. Yeah. Um, I was scared to hit my stomach. My dad had me in, in a kidney belt, um, a chest protector on, and I'd went, you know, from no chest protector, no, nothing. It was just, it was, it was big. 
Did they, um, did, did they, you lose they any it. of your spleen to save no, it? Okay. They saved it. Okay. Both yeah. times. Mm. So, um, it was like, you know, dropping it off a, you know, five, six, you know, story building. Yeah. Man, that was scary. Yeah. I'll never forget because I was sitting there and I was like, and you know, you knocked the breath out of you. And I was sitting there, I was like, I knew right away. Cause as soon as they got to me, I told them, I said, I ruptured my spleen. Oh yeah. That's exactly what I said. And I don't know why, I mean, it just, it was there, but I couldn't take my knees. I had to put my knees to my chest. I mean, I stayed in a ball yeah. um, all the way up. And I'll never forget because bones in them, they came in you know, like the next day and they were messing with all my machines. <laughs> you know, my, he, he, uh, he's a kid himself, but I mean, I'm sitting there and I'm, I got tubes up my nose and everything. And they, they were there playing. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty cool. So that's funny. Oh, um, so you came back from that, only had two weeks. Your whole first shot, uh, whole shot of that baby. So let's, let's hear about that first race at Indy. Um, whole shot it. I, I was um, the only one jumping the triple and stuff like that. Um, it, it, okay. I felt good. Okay. Um, it was a good night, but I was a whole shot, led a lap, and Greg ran. Greg ran. Yeah. I forgot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Greg ran, and uh, Carmichael went by me, and I went down in the whoops, and I took a handlebar to the stomach. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, that was it. That was DNF. So, so did you get hurt that no, night too? Oh, okay. I just rode around then. Just um, took it to the gut. And it's amazing because I, I hadn't done Supercross before, but you know, you go down and if you spend a little bit of time on the ground, you're getting lapped. Oh so, yeah, yeah you know, it happens back, quick. Yeah, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so so you had a, a pretty nice progression this first year as I'm looking through your results, you know, uh, through the East Coast rounds, it was 21, 13, 7, 8, 4, 6, 4, and then a 15th in Vegas. But you know, you're working your way close to that podium throughout yeah. the year. Yeah, I actually had a podium. And uh, uh, there was a sticker. I ain't gonna say the company or anything. They put a sticker over my um, the, pro the number on your frame. Yeah. And uh, they say it was um, that messed me up. They uh, put me back to fourth. Oh, they docked you for that? Yeah. Um, yeah because uh, it was it was a mud race. Um, yeah, but yeah, I got docked. Oh wow. Yep. That's pretty weird. Um, so because um, they it was me and Brock. Um, so we switched. <laughs> okay. And what, what team were you riding for? That Takati. Takati, okay. I was, gonna say, but I was still Team Green. Just um, through that team, yeah. Yeah, after Indianapolis. Was that like Vallejo? Vallejo, um, Matasevich, okay. um, and oh, Gonzalez, Pedro Gonzalez. Oh, Pedro. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. So I remember that team. Paul Lindsay was the team manager. Now yeah. I remember this. Oh, Paul Lindsay was? Yes. Okay. Um, that year, maybe it was in Vegas at the East-West Shootout. I remember seeing your bike. And in going, my bars. Yeah, I remember going, whoa, yeah. what's going on with this yeah. guy's setup? And your clutch yeah. lever's like to the moon. Yeah. And I think were your bars really forward? They were real forward. Yeah. And then remember how I just, like, I, I couldn't get in far enough forward. I felt like, I don't know if it was, it was all mental and stuff, but it was like pulling <laughs> me back. So one day, I, I mean, I got, I was so pissed. And I just looked at my camera, I was like, screw it. And I took the, you know, the 10, I moved my bars and stuff and just as a joke. Well, I went out there and I, I felt, I didn't feel bad. I was standing up everywhere. So yeah, it clicked. Then it just and, stuck. And then it was like, it was real bad. Because <laughs> to go from way up to down, it's a big transition. Yeah. I mean, I'm super picky. It was, uh, I wish I'd never done that. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, but <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, I think the biggest thing is where your body was. Like, even though I was standing up and I was neutral, um, 
it was easy to for my front end to drop mm. um, for anything I did it was it just through it was I wasn't able to save a lot of stuff. Well, if you get bucked or thrown forward, yeah, your body's already moving forward. Yeah, you don't have the ability to get back as no, far. No, Especially yeah. you and I, short arms no. and legs. Yeah, I wish I had longer legs. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about the lever? Didn't, did you break a wrist or something? I thought yeah. I'd heard that your wrist wouldn't. It was my shoulder. Oh, um, it was your shoulder, okay. Yeah, it kept coming out. Oh. So, they, um, so if you went like that, it was worse? Yeah, so they, I had, kinda... they, in my, they had to wear a chest protector. So they um, went to a place where they did like fake legs and all that stuff, and they made a system where I could I could ride, but it kept my arm in, and I was um, trying to make it to the end of the series. Okay. And but the only way I could, you know, obviously, so it was just like this. My wrist I had already broke like four times, and had a few surgeries. So. Oh man, brutal. But yeah, I mean that's what I'm. A lot of people were like, man, how? Honestly having them like it's leverage you know you're you know kind of push because they use this finger on clutch and i don't i don't ever take it off yeah so it, it is but it does put your wrist in a bad position I, you know um i guess whatever works you know whatever feel comfortable but. well that that's the reason you're supposed to be here like to your point try to do a push-up in a good position here that's easy yeah put your elbows to your sides and do one yeah it becomes yeah. a lot tougher you, uh, you lose a lot of strength so if you get kicked yeah. easy to get well forward. push-ups hard I mean, I don't like doing them now. <laughs> They've always been hard. Yeah, we're just worse at them. No, but sit-ups are the worst. <laughs> I'd much rather do push-ups than sit-ups. All right, so take us through the Nationals that summer. You only did a handful here. Um, Glen Helen, Unadilla, Troy, and Spring Creek. Yeah, Glen Helen. And Broome. Glen Helen, I took, a, I took a trip to the hospital down... Um, Mount St. Helens? Yeah. Oh, yeah, got a little kick. Yeah, I mean, I was sitting on the side of the hill in Indian-style position. Um, knocked out. <laughs> my arm broke. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. So and then um, so I'm at the hospital, and here comes Mike Metzger in. He got ran over, and uh, so yeah, I wasn't I wasn't the only troop. <laughs> oh no, I've had that happen multiple times. I'll be in there, and there's already a couple guys in there, and it's like, hey yeah, guys, it's, it's, and then they just keep coming. <laughs> hey, you know, it's like a, a party. Yeah. Somebody shows up. It's <laughs> a bad. It's a bad party. <laughs> but it is funny though. You kind of. You don't laugh, but it makes you feel better than someone feel else better. is there. It does there. make you feel better. Yeah, you're like, man, I mean. I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else is. Yeah. <laughs> you feel my pain? <laughs> That's funny. All right, so you did finish. So you did come back. I guess you must have missed some rounds there in yeah, the middle. I came back for Troy, Ohio. Okay, and, and uh, finished out the season. Top yeah. 10 at Steel City at the end. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I mean, that's where I signed my, con uh, Mitch, uh, signed my contract with Mitch. Is it? Okay. Because yeah. I was going to say the 99 had to go sideways on you because you you literally raced One, just Glen Helen yeah and you got 40th yeah it was um yeah broke my arm so how'd you miss Supercross what happened there uh, the week before I um, was test I was testing and the bike um, did the ball and I stepped off and broke my arm mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'll never forget because there was already firefighters and stuff sitting on the side you know where was this? At uh, the test Cali track? track? Cali yeah. track, okay. Because you'd always pull down the road and people, you know, would watch. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just... And there was a fire engine sitting there or something yeah, watching? they were all uh, sitting there watching. But the thing is, is, um, you know, we used to do that uh, Glen Helen pre-warm-up. And that's where yeah. I beat McGrath and, you know, uh, past you, like, lap 14 of the um, 125 race. Okay. Um, I had good momentum. And that's when we did, like... They did it at Glen Helen that year, right? And it was a yeah. 125 main, and, the and then a 250 main, and then like a super final. Yeah, they had the 125-250 shootout. Yeah, okay. Um, well, we got a little, they, we took off, they dropped the gate, and let the two, yeah. 
Yeah, interesting. I remember that. And I'm never forget my guy because he pulls up and I didn't know any of them. And I'm sitting there and you know threw my goggles off to the crowd and stuff. And he pulls up and he goes, "You win?" I said, "Yeah." Um, I don't remember exactly what I said, but he went over to Mitch and he said, um, "You want to keep him?" He yeah. said, "He's uh, he's got it." Huh. And uh, I that's think that's cool. why Mitch kept me for so long. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, because I didn't race none that year. Well, so you did the one race. So you missed Supercross because of the arm. Mm-hmm. Um, was Glen Hill in the opener in 99? I think it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So what, what happened here? Did you get hurt there? Yeah, again? that's where I, yeah. Um, oh, that was the downhill one? Or no, no was I'm, a different I'm one? going down. Uh, that's when they run the track backwards. Okay. Um, I just passed Matt Walker. I jump out and landed in a big old hole and broke my arms. Your arms took a beating, yeah, I would say. Yeah, that too, yeah. So, out the rest of the summer, um, were those, did those need surgery? Yeah. Well, was I only broke my left one. About, okay. You know, because um, when I landed, this one went, I just had surgery, um, and they put plates in there, and okay. it broke behind the plates. Uh-huh. So, I'll never forget, I had to ride it over to the um, fence, and the fans lifted me over. I was just ready to go, to the, you know, go straight to the ambulance, and that's where I walked in. Yeah, it was, um, took them five sticks to get an IV in me. <laughs> it was, At the track? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was, a, that was a tough pill to swallow because you're sitting there and you're like, man, I didn't crash. I was, I felt good. Yeah. Um, and I just passed Matt Walker. Matt, I love you, buddy. But, um, <laughs> uh-huh. no, it was, um, that was a tough one to swallow because I, I went straight back up to the doctor and they put lighter plates in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and shorter, um, but is what it is. All yeah. right, so '99's a wash. Um, end of the season, you're probably riding again. So obviously, you had some decent prep going into 2000. Yeah, a lot of prep. Yeah, you guys are ready to go. Um, so take us through that season opener. No, you know what? I didn't have a lot because I um, something happened, and I think I, oh, I, was, I was practicing at um, Chick Fil A's house, um, Ross Cathy's. Okay. Um, and uh, they just had a track built. Yeah. And I hit a jump at an angle, and it wasn't packed down on the side. It, and I need to say I ate it. Ruptured spleen, um, sliced up another part, uh, broke shoulder, um, something else. Oh, broke neck. It was a bad one. Jeez. I had about three weeks in, um, before Anaheim. Okay. You see, I was racing East Coast, so I was taking my time. Well, Nathan Ramsey had won the championship before, in 99. Well, he broke, he breaks his thumb. So Mitch calls me up and he says, um, hey, uh, what do you think about racing West Coast? I said, I laughed at him. He goes, no, he goes, I'm being serious, I need you. I said, are you, like, you need me? He goes, yeah. I said, um, give me about 15, 20 minutes. So I went out and uh, I did a 15. Um, I called him back, I said, hey. I said, I'm in, let's do it. Okay. And I got on the airplane, you know, airplane the next day. And I'll never forget because I had dyed hair. I did my hair leopard. Oh, no. Yeah, so um, he said we were buying hair dye that night. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't too pumped. I was sitting over there, and I kept putting a hat on. I kept walking to the side of the truck, taking my helmet off on the side. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, let me see that head. Yeah. yeah he, <laughs> he wasn't real thrilled. No, he doesn't uh, like that. No, so. he don't. Yeah. Uh, he don't like it at all. All right, so the opener... Um, I want to talk about obviously this 2000 season because we have love there we do <laughs> we do uh and that was a pretty wild season like yeah. never mind the fact that you and i were 
yeah. went down to the wire, but there was a lot of stuff going on. Um, so many good guys early on. Casey and Johnson, then, he, went, he went down and broke, I think, his shoulder? He broke, yeah, his shoulder. His shoulder yeah. Maybe second or third round or something like yeah. that. But, um, you know, yeah, you had Casey. Uh, Talon was, was Lytle? Who's the other YOT yeah, guy? Yep. Talon Volan, Danny Smith, Greg Schnell, yep. yourself, myself, Horton. Who was your teammate? Uh, Billy Ta Payne? It was Billy Payne, and I had um, Billy Payne and Talon Volan. That's right. We had a, st I mean, there was 10 legit fast yeah. guys. Um, legit. So how'd this first round go for you? And what was the thoughts afterwards? I mean, a fifth, uh, not, our not goal terrible, was, especially our, no, with it was our limited goal. time. It was top yeah. five. Okay. And, uh, you know, went out and I rode okay, but we had our meeting after the race and uh, Bundy's sitting in there, that's Nathan Ramsey's mechanic. He's sitting there and the, um, I, was, I was happy. You know, top five, I got fifth. That was the goal. He looks at me and says, hmm, well, that, uh, that just wasn't, you know, that was shitty. Well, dang, all right, um, let's build me up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what, I mean, I understand where he's coming from because, yeah. you know, he's looking at, you know, the championship, you know, and looking at the fact that his rider was, you know, the year before. Yeah. Um, I could have done a lot better. I honestly, I could, I think, but practicing, and racing was, you know, different. Yeah, very different. And then having, you know, um, I wouldn't say I, I didn't choke or anything, but I didn't make it happen, you know, because. Mm -hmm. um, but then Casey Johnson went in the last chance qualifier, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm hoping he doesn't make the main, um, <laughs> <laughs> and he does. And I don't, I don't know if you, for, like, I think you won that night. Yeah, you yeah. did. And the the back, the side where you had a, it was a camel back, like you went up and then uh, off over the single, then you had that triple. triple yeah. Um, so we were struggling with that all, you know, all day. I didn't think, did y'all jump it? Did you jump yeah. it all day? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had a certain way I was jumping to the top and then jumping over. I wasn't trying to skip off of it. Yeah, I got you. And that would allow me to land it cleaner and grab third. Like you slowed up a little earlier? Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. I would check up so that I could get the backside and catch third gear. I got you. Yeah, because that's, that's what we were struggling, getting third. <laughs> so These four-stroke guys will never oh, understand man. the struggle of getting to third gear yeah. before the triple and yeah. or having to jump it in second <sighs> it was you know oh i don't think my bikes would ever get over it in second i don't think i never ever jumped a triple in second really yeah uh, i always geared it down so i could i prefer third it. yeah but yeah 100 percent, i prefer third yeah but i had to do second second sketchy man <laughs> and that's where normally sometimes i was panic revving because i was coming up a little bit short yeah um but hey i get i get uh, the effort credit so the following weekend, it went A1 and then right into A2 the next weekend. And uh, I don't, you got 22nd. I don't remember. Did you break a chain? No, I, um, no, I wadded it up. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was thinking of Ramsey. He a, broke a chain yeah, the year that's before. That's the first time I saw the side of Mitch where um, I'd heard about. Because in my qualifier, it didn't go so well. Okay. Um, it didn't go so well at all. I, I mean, it was like a sixth or seventh. Okay. And I'll never forget, Mitch was lit. I come back and he was lit. He he laid into me. Um, so I looked at him, I said, you know, this is gonna go real good or it's gonna go real bad. And I flicked him a bird. I said, I run my racing program. And uh, it went real bad. <laughs> Cause I went by, I went by two, I was a two for one special. <laughs> and another one of those camels over the, you know, the single and I just bleep. Over the bars. Yeah. And well. Huh. And you flipped Mitch off. Oh, I was pissed. 
Yeah. That's pretty significant. Yeah. I don't think I'd do that. No, but I mean, <laughs> no. What did he say? No, he he liked to piss me off. Yeah. I mean, he'll, yeah, he liked it because that's when, you know, I'd go out there, I'd forget everything, and I'd just lay it down. Um, I perform better that way. When you got kind of yelled at. Yeah. Okay. Rhino was the same way, yeah. but some guys, some guys weren't. Yeah. I, um, I didn't, you know, don't do a lot of it, but you can do a little bit. <laughs> so, um, that was the first time I saw it. Well, so round three, this is where looking at your results, you started just ticking up. And where did I get it? Round three. You got a third at San Diego. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm gonna tell you about that third. Is, that was your first legit podium ever, then? Yeah. Because that one got taken away. And we spent the w week before testing, not testing, um, doing starts. That's all we did. Okay. And Mitch would sit over there, and he would cuss me. What the hell are you redneck mother? You know, and I'd be like, <laughs> and we did starts. And he he went and he lay, he lowered my bars and put the low um, rental, uh, the low uh, McGrath being on. Okay. Um, he, uh, oh man, lowered my levers. Gosh, Mitch, <laughs> I went and got a third that night, and he was bumped, and I rode horrible. Yeah. He and uh, basically, I got a third, you know, because you know, he was right. Yeah. Uh, um, I wasn't pumped on, you know, I was pumped I got third, but I wasn't pumped on my ridings. But the, it led to the next weekend, which was real, it was crazy. Okay. Phoenix, uh, you got a second in Phoenix, so you went three, two, one. And I went down the first turn. In Phoenix? Yeah. I think I went down with you. Yeah, you I, did. I was down in just about every first turn for whatever reason. You, yeah, you got caught up in several of them. Um, well, this, this Anaheim, Casey Lytle took me out. You remember that? Like just... I was wondering what happened to you. I, we were kind of battling for the start, but I had a wheel on him. And then as we got to that first turn, he just wouldn't let off. And he drove, drove us both high, and he ended up just throwing it down low and pushed me up over the berm. And I'm like 50-50 grinding across that uh, berm, and it spit me. See, I don't remember anything about that race. Um, oh, you got, you got yeah, knocked out. I was knocked out. I really don't. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't really remember how San Diego went for me or who won. Do you remember who won that night? Who's on the podium with you? I want to say I want to say Bowen. I think I think he won that night. Okay. He may have. Um, um, he was. That, no, I don't maybe. Know. I don't remember either. What about Phoenix? So take us into Phoenix. So now you're riding all week with your bars back and levers yeah. down. Do you get more comfortable with that? Yeah, I got more comfortable. And well, then in practice, I was. I wouldn't say I got comfortable. Okay. Because I went out in practice and I couldn't. I couldn't ride straight up. I mean, it, the track was a little bit. Um, the track was funky, if yeah, I remember right. It was, it was, and a ton of people crashed out. I, yeah. In fact, I think you know what? I think maybe Schnell won that night. He did. He, yep. And Volan crashed and got hurt, or no, something. no, no. Um, Lytle won that night. Did he? Yeah. Okay. And then I know uh, there was like five different winners at the first five I, rounds. And Preston was, I think Travis. I passed. Uh, no, Travis led it forever. Um, he actually led it a long time. Preston um, did. Yeah. Okay. But. I'll never forget, man, because after practice, that first practice, I went over and, um, you know, I'm sitting there, Mitch is, you know, ah, ah, ah. so after I go down and I'm sitting in the tunnel, and Ricky, he's looking at me, he goes, um, what's wrong? I told him, I said, man, I said, Mitch has got my bars, my left, and I said, I just don't feel good. He goes, Shay, he goes, who, who runs your racing program? He goes, why, how did you get here? I said, uh, me. He said, okay. Um, Take a 10, and you know, jack my bars up. I go out there, I got the fastest lap time, and I felt good. Like, okay. I mean, I felt good. I come off the track, 
and he was not happy. He rolled straight, I'll never forget this. He rolled straight over, and he's sitting there, he's looking at my bars, levers, and that's when he lit in. Oh, um, yeah? Oh, he lit in. Um, I don't know if it was control or what, but it wasn't good for, I mean, it wasn't good for me. My mechanic got fired because he gave, um, gave me the tools. Who was that? Grape Ape? Uh, yeah, Grape Ape. He fired him that night. So Jim Perry, who was the team manager, is like, I got this. I'll get. I'll, I'll handle it. Um, so Todd, I'll never forget, Todd's sitting on the back of the semi, and he's like, he's shaking his head. Um, I was like, I was like sick feeling. Um, but, and I, I got second that night. And I'll never forget, Mitch rolls up, and I'm talking to my dad. I'm upstairs. And he goes, um, how do you think that race went? I, I think it went real good. I thought I thought it was awesome. He goes, you want to you know you want to know what I thought? I think I said what? It sucked. And then just rolled off. And I'm sitting there, and my dad is like, what's what happened? I'm like, <laughs> you didn't hear it. It was, really, it was plain and clear. <laughs> um, and yeah, he he stayed. He didn't talk to me all week. God, that's crazy. I didn't know. I didn't know that any of that was going on. Yeah, it was. Um, but again. He had his motor, and like he knew how to work with me. Mm. Um, I hated it, but, but it was working. It was working, yeah. Because I tell you what, because after um, after I won in Houston, that whole week going in Minneapolis, he called me every day, like twice a day. Um, yeah, he it was a whole different. I was like, man, he can play. He's got it. You know, he's yeah. playing you like a fiddle. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got it. <laughs> All right, so you get second in Phoenix. Um, Going into Houston, to me, to me, this was a really pivotal race in that championship. And I'll just give you my perspective on it, and then you tell me how your day went. But um, I can't remember qualifying or any of that stuff. But I remember in the main, I started maybe fourth or fifth, and I kind of worked my way into second. And I see you out in front of me, maybe three, four, five seconds, something like that. Like, I could see you. And I started doing math. I'm like, no, nah, he had a bad round. He's not in the points. Like, that's what I oh, thought. Oh, I didn't know. Play it safe. Because remember, at every single round, I think somebody had gotten hurt yeah. and gone out. Casey Johnson did his shoulder. Volan got hurt, whether it was uh, Phoenix. Or I don't remember where, but he was out. Guys were just dropping like flies. And yeah. I, I, I made a deal with myself in my own head. Nope, just take a second time. That's what you, that's what you got. And I never even tried trace, tracking you down. I just, I just finished yeah, a second. You, yeah, it was, yeah, we stayed about the same. And um, I kicked myself because I'm like, that, you know, looking back, that allowed you to get on a roll. Yeah. And if I could have gotten up, even if I didn't pass you, but I took a fight to you, yeah. maybe that would have changed the dynamic mentally. I don't know. But I pissed at myself for just settling. You uh, just don't do it, that. Yeah, you know? I, I, I never would have thought, I, uh, me knowing you, I just don't see you settling. Um, but, but again, it's but, like you but know, championship. I mean, championships you're looking, are yeah, weird. Yeah. They, they make you do stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, it's real easy to say, nope, race forward. Just focus on that night. You ride your best. But, you know, I, I, whatever my points lead was, before that night, it was probably 15 points. Yeah, you had a good. And so I'm thinking, you know. You, don't, you, you think the next <sighs> weekend is going to go real good, and it went real bad for you. <laughs> yes. so. so tell me about the Houston night. Um, did you hole shot? Um, no, but I, I did get a good start. You were up there quick. Yeah. By the time I got second, you were already out front. And when I passed for the lead, it was, um, I don't remember who it was, but there was a rider down over the triple. And I tried, I, we mm. scrubbed, I went scrubbed to the right over the third one. No, I scrubbed to the left over the third one, and it was a you know, right-hand turn, so it put me on the outside. 
And with the next lap, I made sure I scrubbed to the right. That's how, that's how I passed them. Mm. And then it was about two laps later is when you got in the second. But I was feeling good that night. Mm. Um, I actually felt real good. Yeah, I remember that being a fun track. I don't remember much more than that. But I, I always was, kick yeah. myself for not for, well, for settling. I, but I'm not going to kick yourself. Like, I'm happy. No, you're happy. Yeah, I'm happy with it. So. <laughs> All right. So we go to Minneapolis. This is the next to last round. I want to say I had like a 12-point lead at that point. You had a, um, you had a good size one. Um, a matter of fact, it was big enough where the, like, the championship, I didn't see myself winning the championship. Um, I'm sure I got interviewed by, I remember this being interviewed by Jamie Little in the tunnel and she's like, you know, you're on your way to your first championship, you know, like that kind yeah, of talk, right? Yeah. Yeah, she set Bitch. you up. She, yeah, set, me she up. set you up. <laughs> but uh, then I end up getting in a, coming out of the first turn, uh, somebody cased a jump. I hit the back of them, bent my front brake carrier. Is that, yeah, it's your front brake. Yeah, it was locking yeah, up or something. Yeah, it was or? just locking up. Every time the wheel would come off the ground, it was locking up. I remember up. when I passed you, I was, um, I just, I passed you right before the second set of whoops. And I was like, man. And I, cause you know, I'm doing the math in. <laughs> so I'll never get, I'm starting to do the math. Um, and it looked real good for me. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so how'd that night go? It went real good for me. Well, I know you, you won. <laughs> I know it went good, but like, did uh, you whole shot that one? No, uh-uh. Okay. Um, I didn't whole shot any out of no. that whole year. Um, and I used to get good starts. Huh. So we didn't have whole shot devices. We didn't have, and I, I struggled, you know, my, like William. William. Yeah, because the Yamahas, they were starting in second. I was starting in first. What'd you mm. start with on Suzuki's? First? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think those Yamahas were the only bikes that could they, really do yeah. that. And those I was trying sackets, you know, but then you're clutching it, you know, a yeah. little bit. Well, and, and, and I, I actually, it's funny, I just wrote a column about this on my website, but, you know, now it's they're on metal grates, they got the start yeah. devices, they have the mapping, and it, it's like, holy crap. Yeah. We had none of that. You're on sticky, tacky dirt, yeah, yeah. no start device. It was just, you had to figure that technique out. Yeah. And it was a feel. I mean, yeah. And I had a, I remember my, I would just work on shifting as my back wheel was over the top of the gate, I'd shift yeah. to second. Now did so, you do the heel shift or the, Nope, I yeah. started with my left foot up. Oh really? That way as oh, soon that is as, right. yeah, yeah. As, soon as I got video. to the thing, boop. And, I, and that worked, I got good starts, but it's all totally different now, but. Um, yeah. What? So you got this win, and I think you then had a, oh, man, probably like about a 12-point lead is what I would guess. It was 8 or 12. It, Something like that. It, yeah, was it was basically a, a swing the opposite way, about the same. Yeah. Um, so what, what changed in your, I mean, like, obviously, you come in from that night, you, yeah. the team had to be. They were lit. Yeah, yeah, they were pumped. I mean, it was like, it was a, um, it was a good night. It was, a, it was where I thought I had one, you know, I, I had the championship wrapped up. Yeah. Um, I had to do something stupid to lose it. Yeah. So what? What were they? So tell me about the the mindset change that week. Did you start feeling more pressure then? Because we had a break. We would go into like a three week break or um, two week oh, break or yeah. something. Maybe I kind of remember that. Um, so that whole yeah, the whole time I'm like playing it, the safe card a whole lot. Like I didn't practice a whole lot. Um, I just I kept training, um, but it wasn't a whole lot of riding. Yeah. It was. It was don't screw this up. Yeah, because I'm pretty good at doing that. Um, so you can, and you can see now when these guys, like, it, it's just hard to explain to people the pressure and how it changes your mindset. Even the, though you say, okay, don't let it. Man, it does. It's really yeah. tough. And because yeah, you, you say don't let it. Man, yeah. <laughs> easier said than done. It's a whole lot easier. Yeah. Um, said and done. So. All right, so let's go into this round, Dallas. This is our final round. You had to get, and it's funny. We'll pop this picture up there. Uh, Bones had 
written out a little piece of scrap paper, all the possible scenarios, uh, where you were and points and me and Schnell, I think was still on the title hunt. I think it was he the three of us. And he's like, okay, if, if, if you know, if these all, he's got all these scenarios written out and then it's got some math work because he's trying to figure out the points during the race. And one of the math equations is wrong, but he dug this out of his file. Bones's uh, filing system is just a bunch of scraps of paper, but he found it and sent it to me. So we'll, we'll put that up, but it's, <laughs> there was there was a lot of talk after the race that we had some plan to like knock yeah. everybody down the first turn. No. All I said was see if you can get between me and Shea. Yeah. Like I well, need. There was a there was a huge first round pilot that night. Pretty much everybody yeah, went there. I think one of the biggest ones I ever. I got a picture of it. <laughs> no, Actually, do you? Yeah. You got to send uh, it to me. Yeah, I see. I might have it. In it my was phone, a but... it was a short you know left hand. Yeah, came along the short way across the stadium and into a ninety left. Terrible. Yeah. You know I think I, hope every... I think every start there was people off the track yeah. into the concrete, but. In our start, man, I would say there was at least ten guys down, right? Half I, the field. I think. I think the picture that I, I have, I think there's like four guys riding out of it, and I'm at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, it was a mess. Schnell um, uh, Schnell got through and took off for the win. He was he was fast that year, really fast. Yeah, he, was, he was gone. He was, so yeah. he was the only. I think Gosler maybe stayed up or. Uh, well, what, what did, um, when you got up, was you more toward the front or were you? I'd have to go back and look. Cause I didn't have a, I didn't have like a front brake lever. I didn't, my clutch was, um, my front end was so, it was so way off. Um, my clutch lever was bent down, but I, I remember watching you. Okay. Like I'm coming through the pack and I remember watching and I'm like, all right. And I'm pushing, I mean, everything I have. Yeah. Um, That's good. I mean, for both of us, a horrible feeling, right? When I went down, I'm just thinking, well, I have to go as fast as I can. Yeah. Like there's no, no math to do now. Yeah, no, it's, it's hanging out. I had to win and you had to get seventh yeah. was, the, yeah, was, what, exactly, yep. was what I got told going in. So all, my only hope was, well, Shea was down too. Maybe, maybe his bike broke or something. I, and I, I'm sure I saw you, but I came all the way back, caught Gosler and passed him right at the last lap, literally the turn before the finish for second. So then I'm thinking, okay, well, so then that means Shea, does he have to be eighth or ninth? Like, where does he need yeah. to be? I come over the finish and you had fallen again. Yeah. Tell me about that. What happened? Because um, I never really heard what happened. Come, I guess, come out of the right and you doubled and then we were tripling. And uh, Travis Preston came up a little bit short and his bike came over to me. So I oh. landed and I go down. Well, on, the bad part is I'm five, you know, I'm only five, six. I'm sitting on the you know, face of a steep jump. Um, I can't get my bike up, like um, fast enough, basically. Mm. Uh, I think, you know, his bike was stuck with mine. You say you passed some um, Gosler on the last lap. I can't remember who I passed on the last lap. <laughs> yeah, you passed somebody last yeah, lap. Last lap. But it was but it was one point per spot back for those positions, right? So yeah. I probably needed you probably needed to be ninth. Yeah. If I got second, yeah, right? One, yeah, it was one. Yeah. So anyway, this was where it got really interesting, and there was so much talk because I don't know if this has ever happened again since. There was so much confusion. I come over the line, and we and we were just we literally just stopped on the track there. Yeah, you remember right that? To, it was right at the finish line. Yeah, on yeah. the start straight maybe or yeah. whatever it was. And Pat Alexander's coming over to me. He's like, everybody's watching to see where you finished. Did they tell you won? Yes. Oh, well, man. Pat, Pat says, I think you did. I think you did. I think you got it. And he's, you know, running around yeah. like a chicken with no head. And we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. It was like an eternity. Yeah. And I looked over at you and Bones had said in his little scribbly math, he's like, nope, I don't think, I think Ping got it. I don't think we did it. Yeah, and you, you look like someone just killed dude, your puppy. I mean, I remember, yeah, I was told I lost and I'm like, I didn't, I didn't have no words. I still remember the feeling to this day. 
Yeah. And, but I mean, you said something like, because they interviewed and you go, I, I tried my best. Yeah, that's that's all I that's, can do. That's, that's all, that's it. <laughs> I, man, I was, I was like, I just let this slip away. I was blaming myself. Yeah. And, uh, but then I, I, you know, now I then think Coons, about your feelings. This is literally, was it five minutes it went by? It was the long, yeah. it, it seemed like forever. Yeah. We're sitting around there, everybody's kind of looking around, waiting, and they finally do the math. Davey Coombs come they walking over They do the math you. right. <laughs> they do the math right. <laughs> yeah. And comes over to you and says, what do you say? I heard it over the radio. Oh, you did? Yeah. That's why I heard um, Shea Bentley um, is your champion. And that's when I came out without, you know, I freaking won. Thank goodness I didn't cuss or anything back then. And I was like, yeah, I heard it over the radio. And then, but then, you know, I, like I'm sitting there later on um, back at the hotel. I'm like, man, I wonder if they told him he lost. Like, I remember sitting there like, it was, um, I mean, it's, you know, knowing that, you know, because we all ride together in California, you know, at yeah. times and stuff like that. And being at, you know, Casey's house and, you know, it's one of those um, where, in championship. I mean, this is, you know, this is what everybody dreams of. This is what we're all shooting for. Um, and then, you know, it's like all the tactics stuff, and, you know, that's whenever everybody's like, you know, oh, he, you know, he paid someone, you know, he was paying someone's, you know, so much money, you know, to take you out. And it was like so much stuff got, you know, brought in. Me knowing you and stuff, I never, but it's like, you know, it's, it's people. It's like, yeah, you know, the internet was just starting. Um, or, you know, in somebody's mind. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was, um, it was, yeah, I don't know if it's ever happened. Uh, it, I can't remember. I don't remember any. It, it, it was deep. Like, it, I mean, it was yeah. got, it was, it's championship. Yeah. I mean, it's, Well, and I, I, obviously I was, it, it was devastating to me, even though I had three weeks to kind of come to terms with before that race, like, all right, the odds are pretty slim. Yeah. As I got to second over the finish and I look back and I'm seeing all these bikes, then my hopes go up. Then Pat's like, I think you did it. I'm yeah. like way up here. Yeah, he you and then up. the scream, you went yeah. this way. And I, <laughs> I went to the basement. Yeah, he back. lifted you up and dropped you. Got totally. Dropped. He dropped totally. me off a building. But I remember uh, Sean Ulikowski was my mechanic. And he's yeah. like, hey, because he saw me kind of yeah, coming apart, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I was just getting ready to walk up the tunnel. I wasn't going to go to the podium or anything. And he's like, hey. This is part of it. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's yeah, a stud. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome, man. So well, and it's part of it. You know, yeah. it, you know the bad times, and that's where, like, even Cincerella that night. I mean, I give him when he lost. Um, at, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I to uh, ah, I'm brain farting. Frantis. Yeah, I mean, straight up. I mean, he handled it like a champ. Like, yeah. and that's what people don't understand. What you do off the track. It's just as important as what you do on the track. Yeah. You know, because I mean. Do you remember me coming up to you on the podium? Uh -uh. I said, if I couldn't win it, I'm glad it was you. Yeah, I do. I do now that you said that. Yeah. And I, um, and I meant that. Meant, that meant, yeah. yeah, I know. Um, it was, uh, I mean, I felt for you. So, I mean, because. Well, you I, were I, in I, my shoes a couple yeah, of weeks Yeah, I mean, but, but I saw you yeah. a few years um, before that, um, before I turned pro, because you were chasing Wyndham. Yeah. And um, so I saw, you know, and you were riding for Mitch. Mm -hmm. And it was. Um, so obviously, you know, this is something that you, know, you wanted. Um, I worked my whole career. I took a lot of heat for never moving up to the 250 class, but I, the path was to win this title. That was the only way to get a 250 ride. So, yeah, yeah I mean, right. you know, all of us, we want, this was... It was just building. Even like, if it's just a 125 title, man, it's like, that's what we work for. Yeah. That's what we've been wanting since we were five or eight, whatever it was, you know. Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, that was the goal and stuff. But then, you know, the teams, you know, you want to do it for the teams, you want to do it for your family. Yeah, you know, um, and I think that's honestly, that's what that's what. I mean, still choke me up. 
like with my, you know, I'm finally giving something back. You know, I'm finally, you know, letting, you know. Dad, Dad's finally proud of yeah, you. Yeah, he's finally. <laughs> no, you know what he tells me? Oh, he says, um, son, I'm proud of you. You know, you, you did good, but you got the easy part done. Now back it up. Oh, is that what he that said? That was his exact words. <laughs> no rest for the weary. <laughs> yeah, and then so, um, yeah, and I'm like, I'll never forget because as a, as, as a man, like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, has he ever, you know, lifted me up, you know? Yeah. Then, then like, you watch Eight Seconds, that movie, mm -hmm. and, you, you know, he never tells them, Lane that he loves them, you know? And it's, uh, but I knew my dad loved me and stuff like that, but, what you know, all he was doing was, um, I knew he was proud of me. Yeah. You know, I knew, you know, even through the all, all my amateur career, you know, all, you know, up to that led to this point, I knew he was proud of me. You know, sometimes we they're, just want to They're just hear. trying, same with Mitch, they're yeah. just trying to They're trying to push, push you. you. Yeah. yeah. They know what drives you, and they, you know, some people, you know, you can't, you have to, you know, basically pat them on the back. Yeah. And they didn't, you know, do bad. Um, me? Uh, How was that uh, after the race, like? Um, I broke my ankle, actually. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Um, so when I got back to the hotel, I was, I was hurting. Um, but I was still, like, we got lost, me and Bobby Moore. Um, we're going from the hotel, I mean, from the track to the hotel. Supposed to meet my parents. Okay. Um, we ended up eating at Denny's, um, which I love Denny's. Um, Grand Slam. It was, uh, it was a, I don't know. I mean, here I'm sitting with Bob Moore. He's, you know, world champ. Not just that, but he's my friend, my agent. Um, I guess the, all the words of advice, that, you know, everything that he had done. Um, I don't know, I finally felt the weight off my shoulders. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think that's the biggest I felt, I just felt like free. Um, yeah, uh, that's a really recurring theme when I talk to guys who've won championships and I say, how'd that feel? What was the, what were the emotions when you, you rolled across the line, it was over, and they just said relief. Yeah. It wasn't really this happiness. It's it was just, like, oh, just the biggest relief. Like you can just, yeah, like a, that monkey off your back. And, so. and you know what, like you build like, I still say Loretta's is the hardest, you know, race, you know, through everything. But like coming down the championship, you got so many races, mm. you know, you're putting the total package in. And Ricky, you know, he, he firms this up. Your you know, championships are one on your bad days. Yeah. Um, and he's 100% correct. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a total package and it's just, you know, everything you work for, it's that relief. Yeah. I mean, you're finally giving something back, you know, you finally, and plus your sponsors and stuff like that, you know, your friends. Yeah. Um, and, you know, time gives you better, I've said this a lot, is that time gives you perspective on things. And this isn't, this doesn't define me or whatever, like not winning this, but it, in the moment, it was everything. Yeah. And, and you, I don't know if people really get that, but it, it's. It was, it's I mean, but and then, you know, even like, even now, like, I wish I'd have won more. I feel like I could have. Yeah. And, you know, and I feel like you, you know, Probably could have, you know, honestly, I know you, you know in your heart that you could have done more. Yeah. Um, but the tart, you know. Yeah, shit happens. <laughs> hey, it does, huh? I will say this, like, as I went back and was looking at results, this 22nd that you had at Anaheim, I, I thought, like, I always blame my 17th or 18th that I got at Minneapolis, but you had one too. So yeah. it's like, you could just say, well, if I'd have gotten even a 10th here, I wrapped that title up, you know, before. So, I mean, you, that's yours, man. You earned that 100%. Thank you. Um, I think we both laid it all out on the line. I well, mean, 
And, well, yeah. you, you left, you know, like you, you left something. I left there. three points <laughs> on the table. <laughs> three <laughs> points on the table at that one race. But um, now, you know what? Like, it, it taught me a lot. And it was, uh, if you can pull the emotions out of it, which suck for me, they're great yeah. for you. But it was, a, it was a really fun series. You know, there was a, so much going on. And last round was wild. Yeah. There was a lot of drama, yeah. you know, going on. And, um, but I think that shows you with everybody getting hurt and stuff like that, that everybody was hanging it out. Oh, dude, it was, yeah, it was a free for all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was hanging it out. And back then, yeah. like, like you said, like jumping the triples, you know, it was everything we could do. To, if we jumped the triples, I mean, we were feeling good. Yeah. Because um, it was everything we could do. Yeah, now, there was always one easy one and one that was uh, like, yeah. ooh, I don't know about that one. Yeah, scratching your head. And yeah. now, it's the, you know, these guys are quadding the rhythm sections and yeah. um, like, sliding around the inside, jumping them in second. Yeah, yeah. and making it look easy. And, you yeah. know, like also, like the track stuff, the di um, when they do the map um, where they can go through this lane yeah. and this, you know, and it shows them uh, this, where well, this is faster. And there's a lot of yeah. thinking that goes in behind. Dirt, dirt, or, uh, uh, yeah, anyway, I know what you're talking about. The little app that shows you sections, and which way is quicker. Yeah, yeah they've, they've really found a way to take data and, and make it. And it's, uh, it's a whole lot of thinking that goes into it. Mm -hmm. um, where I like just easy, you know, let's just keep this simple. Yeah. Um, that's a whole lot of, you know, a whole lot of stuff going through your head and a whole lot of people telling you stuff and, you know, to do this, do that, and, you know, yeah. this, is, this is better. And even though it's better, like, you gotta look at 20 laps or 20 minutes now. Yeah. Um, well, you just needed Mitch to scream at you, apparently. Hey, yeah, Mitch just pissed me off. Yeah. You know I mean, straight, we're good now. We're going to quit thinking. We're, so what, we're hanging it out. What happened this summer? Because you didn't do any nationals. Was it that ankle? No, um, that's why. Um, no, I, I got sick. I was sick in Vegas. Um, like, we were driving back from Glen Hill. I was testing that day, and we were leaving for Vegas that day. Um, man. And I looked over. Um, I can't remember who was, who was with me. But we're in the box, um, box van. Okay. Or in his truck. That's what. No, we're in uh, my mechanic's truck. And I okay. look over him. I said, um, I said, man, you got to drive. It was like I just, just got, boom. So it was mono. Oh. And then it was, um, uh, yeah. And the, it just, I couldn't recover. Couldn't recover. And so Mitch was like, let's just get ready for next year. Then I had surgery. So. Um, On so what? My wrist. I had the plates okay. and everything taken out. Okay. The whole goal was to back it up. Yeah. Um, honestly, yeah, yeah. So you sat the whole summer just prepping and said, "Let's focus on 21 or 2001." Yeah, and my focus okay. was good. Well, let's take a, let's take a little break. This is your TLD timeout. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more Shea Billy. Join the four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for shaved boy summer by going to Manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping using the code Whiskey Throttle. As the great Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff said, it's like the summer's a natural aphrodisiac. Listen, uh, I've been using this new tool, uh, both the weed whacker for my nose hair and the trimmer, the lawnmower 4.0. These things are awesome. It's almost impossible to cut yourself. And if you've ever taken a nick out of your nether regions, uh, you know how important that is. Because uh, let's just be real, nobody likes the hairy guy at the beach, right? Like it's gross. It's time to bundle up with Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and their Shed Travel Bag to hold your goodies. First off, the Performance Package 4.0 includes the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer was designed with summer intentions in mind. 
Their fourth-gen trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch, which you can engage uh, a travel lock, which is super nice if you've ever gone through security with something vibrating in your bag, ladies. And it gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Both pool and beach party approved. Manscaped even has you covered with their signature crop mop ball wipes for any, dare I say, spontaneous decisions. Want to take it up a notch? Manscaped Shears 2.0 is an all-encompassing nail kit to tackle those gross sandal nails you might acquire. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations. Before heading outside, use Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant to keep you on your game in the heat. For any on-the-go ball sweats, freshen up with Manscaped's Crop Reviver and hop back into the mix with confidence. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the, Man the Manscaped Premium Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. So here it is. Get 20% off plus free shipping worldwide with the code WhiskeyThrottle at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping using the code WhiskeyThrottle. No caps, no spaces. It's time to trim off those spring flowers this summer and give your beach balls a shine with Manscaped. Dunlop. There is a reason every AMA championship in the past decade was won on Dunlop tires. They are the best. Choose the best performing tire and a brand that has never wavered in their support of our sport. Choose Dunlop. Pro Circuit. Pro Circuit products are designed with one goal in mind, winning. Through passion and hard work, Pro Circuit has operated the most successful 250 team in the history of the sport. They use that same formula when developing exhaust, engine, and suspension parts for every brand. When only the highest level of performance is acceptable, trust Pro Circuit. Since 2009, Seat Concepts has been dedicated to making the best aftermarket seats. More comfort, more grip, more riding. For 10 years, we've continued to raise the bar. Innovation and American craftsmanship make Seat Concepts the world-leading manufacturer of power sports seats. Something from nothing. That's what Nihilo Concepts is about. It starts with a spark, an idea, a concept, which leads to a design and finishes with engineered excellence with the highest quality products created with durability in mind. All our products are made in the USA at our state-of-the-art facility in Stewart, Florida. Whether you are a weekend warrior, ride for fun, or at the highest level of competition, Nihilo Concepts offers innovative titanium, aluminum, and carbon fiber parts for your dirt bike. We offer a wide variety of products that you can customize to your liking. Browse our site for foot pegs, brake tips, engine components, specialty tools, frame grip tape, lever grips, carbon fiber components, motor stands, our secondary on-switch plus much more. Head to NihiloConcepts.com and see for yourself why factory teams like Red Bull KTM, Rockstar Husqvarna, Troy Lee Designs Gas Gas, Orange Brigade, Club MX, KLM Gas Gas, and some of the fastest riders in the world choose Nihilo Concepts.
Since 1987, Coach Rob has been dedicated to creating durable motocross, supercross, GNCC, and road racers through his complete racing solutions program, integrating performance, nutrition, functional strength, flexibility, and mental development. His proven system has world-class results, producing four AMA number one pro plates and over 270 national championships. The complete racing solutions program focuses on the fundamentals of human physiology and how riders interact with the physics of a motorcycle. Its proven process and system helps riders understand the why associated with riding techniques and how getting faster on a motorcycle directly correlates with strength, endurance, nutrition, and flexibility off the bike. There is a difference between a fast racer and a Complete Racing Solutions racer. Visit CompleteRacingSolutions.com and get on the path to becoming the champion you want to be. Specialized Bicycles Specialized leads the way in the world of bicycling. Whether it's cross-country racing, downhill, e-bikes, enduro, road, gravel, dual slalom, dirt jumping, or all mountain bikes that do it all, Specialized has the perfect ride for you. The brand is synonymous with engineering excellence and innovation that steers the industry. Visit your local Specialized dealer for a test ride and see just how good Specialized products are. OGO Power Sports. OGO has perfected the carrying case. Motocross gear bags, helmet bags, boot bags, hydration packs, backpacks, and travel bags, to name a few, have all been meticulously engineered to maximize space and surpass durability standards that would make NASA proud. Simply the best, OGO Power Sports. Connected. intercom on able to hear what they talk about and how fast they should go, throttle control, braking, really cool. Extend your leg out, there you go. Good job, good throttle control, Lonnie. That's a great training tool. It was a lot of fun to be on the track with them. Hey, Lono. What? Can you pull off, pull off over here when you get to me and your brother? Okay. With a rich history in motocross, ProX has been dedicated to supplying quality components since 1975. Whether you're rebuilding an engine or just need a new chain, ProX Racing Parts aims to bridge the gap between OE quality and affordability. ProX has over 9,000 part numbers and over 60 different product types that are manufactured by highly reputable or even OEM suppliers and are offered at affordable prices to help keep riders on the bike instead of in the garage. Visit ProX.com to search parts for your bike or check them out at your favorite online or local dealer. Audio the guys are just breaking in their race bikes, which will leave on the semi this Saturday to go to the first Supercross for our coast in Orlando. Uh, so the guys are just be goofing off a little bit, do some cool photos, do some cool videos. When you go racing, you want to do well, but a big key is keeping the bikes on the track. That's why we chose to work with Motul. Expectations coming in as a rookie is just to try and get my feet wet and uh, honestly just send it, see where I end up and uh, do my best out there, but just ride aggressive and ride like myself in practice and I uh, should have a good time. Challenges of this sport, I believe, is just simply staying healthy. Uh, with how fast we're going um, and what we're doing, your margin for mistake is really, really small.
Stay Sick. If you have little rippers, then you have had to have seen Stay Sick bikes by now. We have created bike and experiences that allow kids to develop sooner and empower them to find their own ride. From learning to ride to sharpening skills, the Stay Sick promise is accelerated growth. Whatever path your family chooses, it's going to be the ride of your life. Stay Sick Stability Cycles. You ever heard the phrase that the harder you work, the luckier you are? Well, at Luck Apparel, they believe in an acronym that kind of sums it up a little more simply than that, laboring under complete knowledge. So it isn't just some random chance that determines what your outcome or results are going to be. It's being educated and working your butt off to get it done. And I think that that goes hand in hand with the motocross industry. You don't get lucky into a win. You work your ass off and you make it happen. So check out Luck Apparel. They've got t-shirts, hats, sweatshirts, all kinds of cool stuff. And we're stoked to have them on board here at the Whiskey Throttle Show in 2022. If you're in the market for a toy hauler trailer, car trailer, cargo trailer, look no further than Custom Outfitters. One of our new partners for this year. Uh, these guys do an awesome job, even so far as to dial in the inside of Sprinter vans, which have become the new standard moto transportation for moto. Uh, these guys can handle it all. Uh, they use ATC world-class trailers, uh, top shelf service, and performance in their products. Uh, Custom Outfitters out of South Dakota doing an awesome job. We're stoked to have these guys on board this year. So whether you're looking to just do some camping with the family, uh, looking for a trailer that can fit all your toys to go out to the desert or wherever, uh, look no further than Custom Outfitters. Today's show is brought to you in part by ZDMS, the next generation dealer management system for the power sports industry. Designed for large and multi-rooftop dealership operations, ZDMS business intelligence harnesses the power of your data for better line of sight into dealership decision-making. Pinpoint performance areas of concern where profit is being maximized and opportunities remain. Real-time data visualization combined with drill-down reporting means you can track up-to-the-minute dealership performance across all departments, unlock stories you never knew existed, and meaningful insights into your business. With ZDMS's intuitive, easy-to-use dealer management system, you'll streamline your opportunities and improve communication across your entire dealership with efficient workflows while spending less time behind the counter and more time with your customers. ZDMS understands technology is only as good as the team representing it. With ZDMS's unmatched top-tier support, rest assured your customer experience is part of the package. Every team member in your dealership will have access to a support team ready to assist in any way possible. Change is good. Say goodbye to your legacy DMS software and modernize your operations, minimize costs, improve efficiencies, and make data-driven decisions to increase profitability with ZDMS. Demo at ziidms.com today. I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey, hey, I'm on vacation. If you don't like your life, then you should go and change it. Hey, 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 All right, folks, welcome back. That was your Troyly Designs timeout. If you haven't been over to TroyleyDesigns.com, the new SE5 helmets are out. They've got them in uh, multiple formats. If you want the full carbon or the polyacrylite. Uh, different price points, affordable, incredibly safe, awesome stuff. Check out their whole line over at TroyLeeDesigns.com. Uh, all right, Shay, let's jump back into 01. So you had taken that summer off before to fix your arm. Did you get the mono figured out? Sometimes yeah. that's kind of that, lingers, you know. Yeah, it did. It yeah. pretty much lingered throughout because um, that's when I started. I, I had, you know, was dealing with Crohn's stuff, but I didn't know. Oh, okay. Um, so a lot of health issues. Okay. And I think a lot of it, you know, our bodies are, I had a lot of surgeries. 
Yeah. And our bodies aren't made for that. No. Um, so you're, you know, just, it was health. I mean, after, the, after I won the championship, like you said, you know, we were talking during the break, that kind of um, took that, you know, the wind out of yourself, um, where this was, um, my health was, I just couldn't. I mean, I, my recovery, there was no, re I mean. If you had a hard day, it just I ruined rode, you for a while. Yeah, if I rode a day, I spent two, three days in bed. And I spent Jeez. a lot of time in bed. Um, and it wasn't because it wasn't like, it would kill you mentally too. Mm. You know, physically, I can't do it. I mean, yeah. I could not do it. And that's the, one of the struggles with mono or, or chronic fatigue is there's only one solution, and that is lay down and do nothing yeah. until it's gone, right? Which and, it's, and, it's, and it's hard for us. Yeah. Um, but like with Roxon, I know a lot of what he you know, was, is going through. I, I know that you know, you're sitting there, you do the work, but then you know, you're not recovering, you're not, um, and it's not your fault. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it, you know, is the, I think the mentally side of the mentality of like the struggle of after, you know, you've been knocked down and go through so much from um, all the surgeries and you're always fighting back up. You, so you're, be, you're always fighting. You're always yeah. trying to, you know, climb that ladder and stuff, but it's a different kind of climb. Because yeah. in order to beat someone, you got to do everything they're doing, plus something a little better. Yeah. You're always playing catch up yeah. and in a serious way. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's different from racing and it's different from practicing. Yeah. So, um, it mentally breaks you. Um, I think that's. I think honestly, it, it it's kind of like you if you're trying. You're all trying to dig a hole, and the first one to build this dig this hole ten feet down and five feet across wins. And every time you get hurt, somebody just shovels your hole back in. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to catch up to where he is. So now I got to go even faster. Well, I was, doing, I was doing a whole lot of digging. A lot of digging. <laughs> Trust me, I did too. I mean, and, and I look at, this isn't always true because, you know, there's guys who've had a lot of injuries and still been successful, but the, the guys that really um, are the greats in the sport, Dungies, Rickies, Jeremy's, they didn't have any injuries really yeah. to speak of. And I think it's um, just, I think, honestly, I think they're just, it's a, a blessing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I also think when you get hurt, your body's trying to heal. Well, back in our day, we didn't, like, you get a concussion, you were still racing that night. Yeah. Um, you know, the, just the knowledge of uh, all the therapy and everything, we didn't have all that. Yeah. To, and, you know. Um, it's crazy it's been 22 years, huh? Gosh, I went, know. Went by quick, and there's been a lot of changes for sure. A whole lot of changes. So, so go into this, into this 01 season then. You're, how are you physically at um, the start of that? Honestly, um, I was decent. Okay. I wasn't, you know, too bad. Were you and Mitch? But, how was that? No, me and Mitch. Honestly, we were straight. Um, Mitch had my back no matter what. I mean, it was. It's like he told me. Um, I'll never forget this. He said, "You're like the son I never had." Mm. Um, that's. I mean, we were that tight. Um, I think a lot of it, you know, even because I, even when I was hurt, I still go to the shop. Mm. I still do stuff like the graphics. You know, I had to, I was still there. Yeah. Like all the other guys, I'd go practicing with them. Um, I, you know, I couldn't just sit around. I couldn't just you know do nothing or yeah. you know go home and train. Yeah. It was, and I and I was. I was honestly, I feel like I trained, worked out more than I raced, and mm -hmm. I and I did. But um, <laughs> that's why I'm, that's why I'm fat now. But and I enjoy every bit of it. I had some chocolate donuts on the way here. Out of boy. Yeah. So um, I think honestly, I went in that season. I was decent. I wasn't strong, 
I wasn't, you know. Did you feel, what was the pressure like running this, the number one plate? It was heavy. I, I, felt I like, hear that a lot. I felt like what, I. What was, like, why? Explain. You're no, you're no longer supposed to be a mid-pack guy or, you know, have a, that bad races. You know, it was, you're supposed to perform. And you have to perform. The expectation <laughs> yeah, is, is way high. Yeah. yeah. Um, not just not just Supercross neither. Like mm -hmm. every race you go to, it's like going you know from being racing a pro race and then going to an amateur race, you know local race. You've got one local guy that can go fast. Yeah. Um, so it's um, and then the pressure you put on yourself. I mean, every I know what the expectations were you know with everybody else, but the pressure I had on myself. It was it was heavy. Yeah. Um, I took this stuff serious. Yeah. It was my life. Um, just as it was yours. But you know, I wasn't doing it for my family. I wasn't doing. I was doing it for me. Um, I never raced for a dollar. It was. This is what I love. This is what I know. This is what I want. Yeah. Um, well, the season was pretty tough for you. Um, sixth at the opener. Uh, fourth, eighth. 22nd at Phoenix, and then did you get hurt? Because that was the end yeah. for you that season. Yeah. What actually, happened in Phoenix? I was passing, um, I was actually passing for the um, lead. And uh, uh, what was it? I think, oh, a lapper. Um, tripling and um, through a rhythm section. And he was coming over, so he caught my front end as I was landing. He caught my front end, and I went down, knocked me out, um, broke my wrist again, and that was it. It that was, was um, and then, you know what? That's the first race. Cause we went Anaheim. I never forget the motors and all that stuff that we had tested. I th honestly, I thought they were strong, but you go from having on a hard pack, and a lot of people don't understand like the test tracks and stuff. You know, they're hard. I mean, concrete hard. Mm -hmm. So you get that setup, but well, then you go to like Anaheim or something like that. But it's hard, but it still has you know a little bit of. Um, it's not compacted in exactly. the cement yet. Yeah. So there's. You traction. need more torque yeah. um, to where it was more like, you know, it was just horsepower. Yeah, um, Bones would always say he would get guys comfortable at the test track with their suspension, and then he'd make the race stuff 10% stiffer. Uh, because just he had yeah. learned over the years, they'd go to A1 where that dirt's stickier and grabbier, and they go, oh, it's too soft. What happened? And, then, and it's different, like the ruts and stuff, like, and plus you're under race condition, so your nervousness. I, just, I mean, Anaheim was... We went to a whole nother setup. I mean, is that right? And it was like Mitch went, and at San Diego, we were still still with our Anaheim setup. Mm. It was um, I know like a customer setup basically. Mm. It was we were searching, digging, and then he hit he hit it. Um, in between San Diego and Anaheim too. I mean, when I say torque, this bike pulled. Yeah. Um, and I was happy. Like I loved it. Mm. You can give me a you can give me the fastest bike in the world. I just need some torque. Yeah. I just need that thing that you know to pull hard, um, and he he found it. That um, that year was the first year of Yamaha's 250F, and Fonseca was riding yeah. it on the west. And I hoped he crashed every race. <laughs> I, I, mean, I know. I love. I, I'm honestly, me and Ernesto always had a great relationship through the amateur stuff. I, I was hoping he crashed every race. That way he kick, 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 kick. And a couple um, of times that did, did happen. He did. And he had some rough nights yeah, sitting there. He was in that night that I was passing for the lead. He was having a rough night. Was he? Yeah. Um, I think I was passing is Buckaloo. Okay. That's who I was passing. Um, yeah, then it went south. And Buckaloo was on the 125, right? And yeah. then Ernie's on the 2. Yeah. yeah, but there was also the advantage if he could keep it on running. Man, he was it doing was stuff. Unfair. Yeah, he was yeah. doing stuff that, I mean, it, it was hard. I like, I don't, almost impossible for us to do. 
and we still had to do it. Um, to do it every lap of the main or in the heat race, it was struggle. Well, I remember, I've told this story before, but at San Diego, you came across the start, there was a 90 left, some little obstacle and then a triple. And he and I are racing for the lead and the heat, and he kind of comes in and he bumps me, and we both kind of get wobbly over this jump. And I, now I'm, I've got no momentum. I'm not even thinking about doing this triple. I'm 100% chance I, I can never make it. Because I, I can't get to third, you know? Yeah. I'm, so I race up to it and double, and he just seat bounced right in second, it. no problem. Yeah. And right there I went. And it sucks it out of you. Like, yeah, I, mean, I was like, well, I'm it, done. I, yeah. this, if he can do that, yeah. it then puts he just it, come inside of me and bump me every time. <laughs> It was, it's not a, it's not negative, you know, it's just a, it's that energy, like you, it's a negative energy and it sucks it out of you to yeah. where you're watching somebody that you know that you've beaten, done, you know, and here he just, you know, made it look easy. Um, yeah, it was a little frustrating. Yeah, I remember several times I was frustrating. Yeah. And Mitch and them and going, well, what are we going to do? It was, what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, it was frustrating for yeah. a couple years because Cowie didn't have, I mean, you know, they were the only ones with it. And, and I, the thing is, I raced him as an amateur. Like, he never beat me or anything like that. It was always, and then here, here he is, and waxing my ass. Yeah. And he's doing it, you know, easy. Yeah. So. Um, okay, so you, you get your wrist fixed, you get back up. You came back at Unadilla that year. Um, did, that was always a race I um, came back for, it seems like. It was terrible. <laughs> that was I just hated the timing Unadilla. of it? Yeah. You did four, four nationals there, Unadilla, Troy, Washougal, and Spring Creek. Um, oh, that's in Spring Creek where I broke my legs. Um, oh, that year? Yeah. God yeah. dang, you really were one after another, weren't you? Yeah. What happened there? I don't remember that. Um, man, I came, I, I came through the pack. I was, I, I was feeling good. I never felt good outdoors. Yeah. Like, I was feeling good. And cross-threaded up the... Um, Right before the finish line, that big old jump. Um, okay. Yeah, I cross-threaded my foot peg. I cross-threaded my foot peg stuck. Endo, I stepped off midair and I landed in the hole. Um, right, boom. I felt him. I'm laying there. Both of them. Both of them. Both yeah. legs. Compound, yeah. And oh. I'm, and I am, man. I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, this is what broken legs feel like. And I'm <laughs> like, I got my fingers in the dirt and I'm crawling to get off the track because I didn't want nobody to land on me. And see, I mean, it makes me, it makes me sick right now. <laughs> this is uh, what broken legs feel yeah, like. Yeah, this is what broken legs feel like. <laughs> so I'm getting off the track, and uh, oh my gosh. They're trying, they gave me enough med, I'll never forget, he goes, we've given them enough meds to kill a horse. And I'm like, I don't feel it, you know? We got, um, it was bad. The, the guy that the, did my surgery, he was at the race. Oh, is that right? He left right then, and uh, yeah, met me at the hospital. Um, I wasn't even in the rooms or anything. They were. Um, they went ahead and knocked me out. You got you got the surgery in uh, in Rochester. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and um, it was bad. Then I had to you know get on the airplane, fly home. So I mean, that oh. was a mess. People, are, that's another thing, you know. Um, yeah, it's a mess. There's nothing good about that stuff, man. <laughs> no, those the one like that's dirty. I mean, you can talk about my. You can talk about every wreck now. And it still makes me like I can feel it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I know. I, I still have nightmares sometimes where, you know, where you're about to crash and then you hit the ground oh, and yeah. that slam, like almost like a flash and of light. So, and you're so glad it's a dream. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it feels real. All right. So you, that took you out 
through the rest of the summer, but you didn't race again till Unadilla of 02. So yeah. what? That was because um, uh, after I did my legs, I came back and I was testing up at Castillo's Ranch and my bike lock, uh, no, it didn't lock up. We were having problems that morning and I was uh, suspension testing. First day went great. I mean, I was, honestly, I, I was ready. Okay. Second day, I'm, I'm great. Bike wasn't so great, it was bogging, like mm -hmm. real bad. To where I had um, told Bones, I said, hey, look, let's just go back. Um, they were, him and my mechanic were doing everything they could and it bogged on the face, I mean, what? Whoa. Face of a jump, big jump? It step really? on, step off. Mm. And it wasn't even a bad crash. I don't know how, I mean. What'd you do? My legs, um, I stepped off and my legs caught the top of the, um, the landing. And broke what? My, uh, my leg. Compounded. Right Again? Above, yeah. Oh no. Above it. You had plates had, from the first yeah, one? One plate. I had rods in one of them and yeah. And uh, again, I'm, this is what a broken leg feels like. <laughs> um, Pashana comes over, because he was there that day. He's like, he's like, you all right? He sat there until the ambulance got with me. Um, got there and uh, he sat there with me. It was, uh, man, yeah. I go in deep thoughts. Like, I mean, I remember like all these memories and stuff, uh, yeah. Those are brutal, especially when you gotta I sit should, there and you gotta wait for an ambulance for 40, 45 minutes in my legs. I was coming backwards. from Santa Maria. Yeah, yeah. it was 45 minutes. Yeah, they, uh, they got there. The hospital, um, I'll never forget, a guy sitting next to me and he's complaining about <laughs> his asshole itching and hurting. <laughs> and I, 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 man, I was, I, it's him, what did you do, ass? Like, I mean, it was, it, I couldn't believe it. Here I am with my leg, you know. Coming out of your skin. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah I'll never forget that. All right, so you heal, preparation H. you heal up those legs and you come back again at, at Unadilla uh, and you did, um, again, four more. looks like you probably finished the season out. Maybe, was High Point still around then? Maybe you missed the last yeah. round? Um, I mean, honestly. Hard to tell? Yeah. It's a, it's a but you, you did get a top 10 at uh, Millville. That was a good ride. Yeah, the next, yeah. Race out, yeah. That you got hurt at. So, all right, end of that season. What what team are you on in 02? Because you weren't still with Mitch in 02. World? No, ECC. ECC, that's yeah. right. ECC. Okay. Um, and it was, um, you know, it was to go from, you know, Mitch and then there's the expectation, the bikes. Yeah. And then I'm making the change. Like the, the, the arms, you know, they turned on a dime. Like the Cowie, we had to turn with the rear end. Yeah. Here, and you know, the, the Zookies, it was, it was, it was sharp. Which yeah. I like. Yeah. But then again, you, you know. Couldn't was, get the motor out of that one. Yeah. Whatever they did to that bike in 01, they, they kind of built it for Pastrana. It was a little taller, longer, just different setup. And I, I never liked it. Cause I rode it in 03 again. And I hated it. Really? Hated it. Yeah. The, they, and the 2000 was my favorite bike I ever had. Yeah, you said you, 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 you know. So I got to believe it probably handled okay. It was fun to corner, but it was slower than. Yeah, it was, um, it wasn't much torque. It wasn't, um, it wasn't alive. No, no, no. <laughs> Belonged in the Walking Dead set. Yeah. Next to your place. All right, so um, are you still with them in 03? No, in 03 I go to Motor World. Okay. But I still had, uh, still had some podiums. And were they on the, uh, was that the 250F? 
Uh, started off on the 125, yeah. Nope. 125 that year? Well, I was with, with, I was with Motor World in 03. We'd have been teammates. You must have been ECC one more year. No. You sure you, you went Motor World? Yeah. 03. Me, Andrew Short, Hurley, and... Uh, well, I didn't race much. I only raced like one or two races. Oh, maybe you I didn't even race. Because I, I mean, was west. Because that's when I started, like, I mean... I really went downhill. Um, so all of these injuries, you know, this kind of leads to maybe some just, of your issues down the road. I should have seen a sports psychologist after I broke my legs the first time. Uh -huh. Straight up. Uh, <clears throat> I never, the pain and just the, the always being hurt Yeah. Um, and fighting back, it just wiped me out. Yeah. And then just the, like I said, the mental, then on top of that, the physical. Yeah. Um, I, I should have ate better. Like I, I ate, I ate good, but not like the new, you know, having everything. I couldn't. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't either. Like I probably, I look back and I think, man, I should have done way yeah. better yeah. with diet and with things like that. But I, the diet was all I knew. There yeah. wasn't. I feel like now there's, there's plenty of people you could go oh, to man. and go, hey, help me with my diet, and they would lay it out for you, it, top to bottom. Yeah. I don't, I don't really remember there being that back then. It wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get until. And you had to pay a lot of money for it. Yeah. Um, so I need it laid out for me. Yeah. Um, if not, yeah. if you, you know, it's, um, so they say it's a balanced, you know, nutrition. Yeah. Now these days, I mean, they know exactly how much they're putting in their body right. to, um, to everything. Yeah. And I think that makes a huge, you know, huge deal. Absolutely. So you, all of these injuries, as we start from, from 2000, 2001, two, three, you were, you were a big, surgeries big injuries every year every year so um, were the pain pills kind of becoming a problem yeah. at that point yeah um the pain you know what i remember um it was i don't know what year it was but i was supposed to fly out to jeff spencer's house and okay. he uh he was the one guy who probably was, had the answers yeah but he's well, expensive i didn't even know i didn't even know like I, the um my body you know i didn't know that i was already addicted I threw them out. I threw them away. Mm. Um, and I called him the next morning, and I'm like, I was so sick. It's a different kind of sick. They say it's like the flu. I was sick. Um, throwing up, you're sweating, you, you, your body's, you know, jolting. And I said, I told him, and he said, he said, Shay, I need you to call your doctor or give me his number. So um, and he called me in pain pills. Well, then. Um, what happened is I got off those. I mean, I don't remember where I got hurt again, but they they came out with some new stuff called Ultrams. Mm. That's what I mean. I took those things years. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Is it a narcotic? It's a no. It's a non-narcotic. It was okay. non-narcotic. Supposed to be. Now yeah. it's a narcotic. Mm. Um, yeah, I took a bunch of them. I like a bunch. Mm. Because uh, Ultrams. I never even heard of that. That's what they give you. Like if you get if you go to um, hospital and stuff. That's what they give you. I mean, it's like, that's what they give you instead of giving you a Percocet. Yeah. I had years ago, I guess I was done racing, but I had kidney stones really bad. Oh, those are lovely. So yeah. I went from, I had a procedure uh, where they try to break it up with sound waves and that didn't work. So I'm taking Norco's before, mm. general anesthesia for that procedure, the lauded or whatever they were giving me, went home, it didn't work. So pain pills for a few more days that come in for a different procedure, general anesthesia again. Then pain pills for about two weeks until that, you know, there was a, uh, they had to put a stent in and all this stuff. Brutal. So for, it was about a two week window where I was on a 
crap cool. ton of pain pills and meds and anesthesia. And I, but I mean, I genuinely, genuinely needed it. Yeah. So as soon as they took the stent out and it was like, I was good, I came home and just cold turkey quit. Yeah. And I felt exactly what you're talking. I was sweating. I'm like, yeah. something's wrong. I must have an infection. Like, holy crap. And I called the doctor and yeah. he goes, well, do you have a temperature? And I'm like, no, I, I mean, it doesn't look like it. And he says, he's like, is there any redness or swelling? And I'm like, no. And he goes, you might, how long, you know, he, we got to the bottom of it. He's like, oh, okay. You probably just having some withdrawal issues. And dude, that scared the hell out of me. Yeah. It's the first time I'd ever felt that. How long did it last? About three days. I mean, it, the first day was the worst. Yeah. And then it, it just tapered off it's about three like days. It's you're, you're, you're sitting and you're like, it's, man, it's, it's rough. Yeah, people, yeah, it's, it's, it's real bad. And then, you know, like for me, I remember, um, you know, I had some family members that had some problems with drinking. I always told them it was mental. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I feel like God brought this, you know, up, you know, to me um, a little bit to let me, uh, let me see, but obviously to spread, you know, it's, you know put the word out there too. Um, mm -hmm. It's, you have to, and we had to race, you know, we race hurt. We, we did, you know, a lot of stuff is different now. Um, it, it tore me down, man. Mm -hmm. It still tears me down. It was fight. Were you, were you taking pills even during some of these yeah. seasons while you were racing? Yeah, I was taking old terms. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, uh, I just can't I just imagine. Like my, and 04 is when I started. Like, 03, okay. 04 was whenever. Because um, Ron Ron was doing that same thing. Yeah. He had the exact same issues. And he was he would say, and yeah, I was taking Norcos two two at a time, multiple times throughout the day and racing, like yeah. on race day. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because we, yeah. But at a point, you need those just to feel just, normal, yeah. right? Like That's it's, all you're doing. That's you're, what addiction. All you're doing is feeling normal. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you don't feel good. You don't feel nothing. Like you don't, you just don't, um, like a lot you're of people sick. Like, yeah, you're not sick. Yeah. And that, but it becomes a job. Mm. I mean, it becomes such a, like you're worried, you can't even, like to go out of town, you gotta be so far ahead of the game. So what do you do? Then you start buying them off the street. Mm. Um, and then that becomes, you know. Um, that creates its own problems. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he's got real good stories. I mean. Stefan. Yeah. So, all right, let's, we'll jump back in here at 03, because um, you did have some podiums. Uh, Indy, yeah. Daytona, Daytona had to feel good. Yeah, I felt, uh, I mean, honestly, I, uh, I was back, I was back. I felt like I was back to me. Um, and as you can see, the next one, I get 20th. That's um, me and Brown. Uh, me and Brownie were, you know, we always, you know, stayed together and uh, rode together every day. Okay. So we figured, we'd go out and practice, um, he'd get a few laps, I'd get mine. He had to go right away. I like to go a little slow first, you know, lap or two. And then we'd slow up and we'd jump in with each other and we'd, and we'd just push. Okay. It was always first or second lap times. Um, it got me going. That's what, I mean, it really worked for me. Yeah. Um, I was back. I felt like, even though, you know, like, I may have been down on power, um, I was able to basically make things happen. Mm. Um, I could, yeah, Daytona, yeah, all those, I mean, once you let me, once I started believing in myself again, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, is, well, the um, talent was there, obviously. It's, um, it's getting that mental game. Yeah, the mental, yeah. It's, uh, that's what could have been the biggest So did you guys thing. crash, or what, what yeah. happened there? 
In, in uh, qualifying or no, what? That, uh, main event. Yeah. I um, was passing Brownie on the outside, um, sweeping him. And there's a lap rider that was caught in the middle. I don't want to say his name or anything, but he, is, he, saw, he saw Mike. So he drifted and uh, caught me and tore all the ligaments in my thumb. Um, but my thumb was stuck out here. So it was like, put it back in place and that hurt like hell. Finger, I'm sorry, but fingers and toes. They Man, hurt. yeah, they hurt. <laughs> they hurt. <laughs> All right, so you're out again for a while. Uh, that puts you out till July of that year. You came back at Redbud and only did everything uh, was down then. Only did a couple. Yeah, I um, I was done. Yeah, did you kind of know in your yeah. head like that yeah. it's going this way? I just I knew that when I walked away, I wanted to make sure like I walked away. So I, um, it was a struggle in the next few years. Yeah, because I still felt like I had something in me, at, you know, at times. But then I love riding my motorcycle. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, truly, and I think that's the biggest thing is you have to love to ride that motorcycle. But racing it? Yeah, that's where uh, I'm at. I still love to ride. I have <laughs> zero interest in racing. racing. Yeah. It's a different thing. It's, yeah, the atmosphere, just everything yeah. about it. You know, riding, you're riding with your buddies, and you know, you're, you're being you, you're riding against you, you're pushing yourself. Yeah. And you're doing that in a race, but um, you still, at times I think you race other people, you know. Yeah. That's what I always say, just race the track. And it's so easy to say that. Yeah, yeah, it's not. And, um, but it's not, you know, I mean, it's, to do it. Did you get to a point where you were, uh, you know, like I know for me in 03 was my last season. And I, I noticed, well, one, I was, I was hesitant to jump bigger jumps. Oh, I'd gosh. make sure someone else was doing it first. Some of it was that bike was slow as hell. Yeah. I, I couldn't, that thing wouldn't get out of its own way. But also I was noticing on a start, if I wasn't in the lead group going in, if I was anywhere in the middle, yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like all of a sudden my, my mentality yeah. went from where yeah. can I move forward to, whoa, whoa, don't, my, my whole, let me not go down. And I, I, I was just like, what My what whole deal was like when I went, instead of worrying about doing like, and just racing the track and like, I was worried about what if I get a bad start and um, I don't jump the first and somebody lands on me. What if you know, there's a low, the what ifs were you're killing playing, me. You're playing all the yeah. negative yeah. Uh, possible, possible outcomes in yeah, your head. The, um, the vision that, that I was seeing wasn't good. Because yeah. honestly, I knew I wasn't going to get such a good start. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't have the confidence in a lot of the stuff I was doing. I mean, as far as, um, heck, I didn't have no reason to have confidence. Yeah. I was getting knocked down, getting knocked down, getting yeah. knocked down. Yeah. Even, you can only build yourself up so many times. I'm beat up. My bike's terrible. Yeah. You know, you're getting, like, <laughs> you're getting injections after every race, yeah. and then I'm taking, you know, started taking pain pills. Um, and then you know, then I had my had my um, baby. Oh yeah, right then. In, in 03. Oh, all right. So a whole lot changed because then it's, life wasn't so much about me. Mm -hmm. um, it was, you know, uh, family man. Uh, Were you married at that time? Yeah. I got okay. Me, yeah. It was. It was just different. It was a different feel. I went to the gate with a diff. You know what? When I got beat, I didn't care. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is there was no, um, it didn't hurt me no more. Oh. Like I could get beat. Like normally when I'd get beat, I'd be basically bawling my eyes out. Like I was mad. I was, I was hurt. Yeah. Ripped my heart out. But now it was like, I was, I was content. Yeah. I don't really see how guys do that today. They have kids, you know, early in their career and just through the whole time through. For me, I went even worse. Like when we talked about those negative things, I'm thinking, I don't want, what if I get hurt? And then I can't, you know, I want to be able to play with my kids, all these things I want to do with them. It just changed my perspective and my yeah. priorities. Yeah. 
Yeah, big time. So I don't, I don't know how these guys did it. And he, you know, you got them at the race. You're, you're sitting there and you're, you know, like Craig. I mean, yeah, he's, right. a, he's an unbelievable. He's unbelievable. <laughs> I know. Um, and how you know uh, it's it changes your whole perspective, makes you a different man. Yeah. He, I suppose if you can get past the the negative thinking, yeah. then it's just extra motivation. It'd have to be. And it would keep you grounded, like you say. You, you have a bad night, you're like, it does ground ah, you. You know it what? This is what matters. You. Yeah. But it, I don't know how you stop from thinking the. I don't see how. Man, what if? I did a whole lot of. That was oh. My problem is the what ifs. Yeah. You can put yeah. what if on. <laughs> I know. You you're not the only one, dude. I. I think there's a lot of guys that, that that's a, an issue for. So in 04, you only did one race, just wanted to, did you have a, a team you were on or were you just kind of trying Motor to? World. Um, oh, still Motor yeah, World, Yeah, okay. Paul could, well, who was it? Yeah, it was Motor World in my last two years. Okay. I um, mean, uh, me and Paul had that relationship from uh, my first year, my uh, rookie season, because he was the team manager to, for um, Takati. Oh, that's right, okay. So um, we had that relationship and uh, honestly, he, uh, I rode for free, you know, it's, um, give you everything, everything you need. Yeah. Um, Except a fast bike. <laughs> I mean, confident. I, I needed, I needed a lot, didn't I? I, need, I need, it just wasn't the bike. I needed a lot. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, like I said. I, so I, you only did one round in 04 and then one round what in 05. What was my race in 04? You did Houston. Um, maybe that was. Yeah. Would have been maybe the opener? I, I'm not It was sure. the opener. Uh, yeah. and it, Again, you know, like some of the jumps, rhythm sections, the guy that like Stewart, Stewart, you know, who's out. He's, and he's, honestly, he can seat bounce anything. Yeah. He's popping over these things, like his momentum just. Well, and the four strokes were really coming out in know, that window too. And he had changed, he changed a lot because he would break early. And I mean, he really like, I remember we'd power as hard as we could and kill our momentum. Was James is all about momentum, mm -hmm. and uh, you know you look at stuff like after this when you quit racing. Um, then I was just like, man, how's he doing this? And I don't want to do it because the what if <laughs> was right there, and the what if um, got to me. And after that race, I mean, so so 05 Atlanta, that was you said ah, that was good. it. But there was no injuries in those years. Yeah, I was dealing with just. All the other injuries I was dealing with. I mean, but when was the Crohn's the worst? That was um, 05. Mm. I mean, it was, yeah, it was bad. I mean, and what do you do? How do you fix that? Just diet and diet and, pe and pills. Mm. I mean, you either you're either shitting a lot or you're sitting there and you feel like you got to go and you spend a whole lot of time in the bathroom. Mm. I mean, it's, it's just a constant. Gosh, I wish Instagram was around. Hey, could have really, could have really <laughs> got some scrolling. I did. Well, that's, that's what keeps me going. Um, oh man, it was, dang, um, these, yeah, these are, we had any positive memories, so just, let's go back to positive. Well, <laughs> um, no, it was, I was done, man. Yeah. I, I, and I knew it. Yeah. And it was just, but when I walked away, I wanted to know in my heart that when I walked away, I was content. Like, I did everything, and I gave it everything I had. And I always was about that. That's why I crashed a lot. Yeah. Um, I would rather get, I'd rather honestly crash Knowing that I left it all out there, then I have to go back and knowing that. You Regret know, but, the yeah. effort. Yeah. Um, that's just, and it was bad as far as the long run, because, you know, I deal with stuff. Um, you deal with stuff. I mean, we all deal with stuff, but like, uh, I have a lot of injuries. Probably it could have probably been prevented hmm. if I wouldn't have left it all out there. Yeah. Um, 
But when I walked away, in which was Daytona, and I pulled off the track. You did? Yeah. Just said? I was done. I was running fourth, and I just pulled off. Hmm. That was, and I was content. I rode back, and I'll never forget putting my bike on the stand, and my wife at the time, she came up, and she goes, she was like, what are you doing? I said, let's go, baby. Let's go home. And that's it. Um, call my, you know, call Dan Dilkey. That's it. Hmm. And I was, I mean, I, and, you know, that yeah. was it. What did you do right after? Because I, I found for a lot of guys, the trend, you know, the no, that transition is hard. That transition is tough. Yeah. And especially, especially the first couple years, but for some guys, yeah, they, they never find you. another passion, yeah. you know. Um, I don't know if you'll ever find another passion. Um, that's why you stay in it. <laughs> and I mean, that's all you know, so how can you yeah. just walk away? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard. For me, um, I, I became a rep. Okay. So, and I did that, um, but that for a long time. But then I started dealing with, then I started having seizures. Um, but the rep stuff I actually enjoyed. Okay. So, I mean, I really did. Because I, I was able to see the, See the side of the um, the market that made the money. Yeah. So the other side of the table. Kind that's of, yeah. a, that's allowing me to do what I was doing. Mm -hmm. um, you see where the money's you know being made, what's making the money, and uh, but you're dealing with some great people that love the sport. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is they love this. You're starting it instead of people just doing it. But I love people when they come in the industry or a mechanic or something like that. Man, they're pumped. Oh man, I got da da da. Ask them in two years. Yeah. They're just worn down. Yeah. I mean, they still love it, but they're beat, you know? Yeah. It's a lot. These guys, they, I mean, they, yeah, every, every bit of it. Yeah, they, they, they love it. Up. Yeah. I always, I always, you know, kind of tell people this be careful what you wish for wanting a job in the industry because they, they want a job in the industry because they love riding and they love moto. Then you get a job and, you have to work so hard to make a living yeah. in this sport. You don't so have hard. time to ride anymore. Yeah, you don't. There's very little time because <laughs> of the traveling, the work, and it's yeah. not. A, it's not a nine to five job. No. I mean, it, and they. Uh, oh man! Yeah, every every person that I've seen is in two years, and it, you know, and it's a big circle too because you know you just go around. But once you're in the industry, you're in. Yeah. And yeah. I mean. For as long as you want to stay on long, that yeah. merry-go-round. But if, to find something else, you know, that, that drives you that passion, yeah. I don't know if something ever, you'll ever find that. I mean, then, then we have kids. Mm -hmm. So guess what, you know, brings us right back. Right. Um, and if it's not, you know, some sort of, if it's not, you know, motorcycles, it's some sort of racing or, you know. Competition. That, yeah. I need, I need yeah. it, but then it's bad for my kids. Uh, it, it really is. <laughs> so... Um, because I, I became my dad. Yeah. Um, well, just remember then the things that you wanted from your dad. Oh, my dad. But, the, but that also the way he pushed you was yeah. probably it's, good. Yeah, that's what I always tell. I mean, yeah. back then I was like, man, why can't you just, you know, be, be there and just, um, you know, give me that hug. Yeah. But then now I wish he would have been harder. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I love the man for everything. Um, yeah. Uh, but it you know, makes you who you are, but then it's, you don't see the way, I, the man that I was 22 years ago is not the man I you know, am now. Yeah, I'm smarter, I'm wiser, but you know, I want a different, like I want that push. Mm -hmm. Don't sit there and pat me on the back, you know, tell me. Just be honest, straight up. Yeah. Shay, 
that was that was crap. <laughs> you know, that was da da da, and you know. Yeah. And if right. you don't see it, <laughs> I'm telling you. So, yeah. Um, so you rapped for a little while. How long did you do that for? Um, yo, years. Um, and you know what I was good at? It. I mean, like I, I grew the territory, but I think that uh, the <clears throat> the territory was it was it was down in Florida, um, and then I started. Uh, my wife, it was, you know, she couldn't be down there. Mm. She wanted to be back home where her horses were. Oh, you guys moved to Florida yeah, for that? We oh, were, I don't um, know. Okay. Yeah, down in Brevard, um, Brevard County. Oh, where's that? Uh, right around like Cocoa Beach. Okay. Um, That's pretty far south, yeah? Yeah, it was like eight, yeah, eight hours. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I loved it. Okay. I mean, not, not because I was down in Florida. So I loved, you know, I worked two to three days a week and family man. Yeah. I loved that content. Yeah. I loved that. Um, um, just that waking up every day and I didn't have, you know, it was laid out and just a lot of driving, a lot of soul searching, but I mean, it was a good soul searching. It yeah. was, um, come home one day, can't take this no more. And, uh, moving back to Georgia. Well, you're not taking my kid. You, you know, yeah, that's what happened. Hmm. Did you come with her? Yeah, I packed, okay. I packed everything. No, she went. Um, she was in deep depression, this and that. I packed everything, had everything, moved back. And uh -huh. so I had a job up here with WPS, but that put me in a, when I was coming off the pain pills, they put me on Suboxins. And this is- oh, Which is what? Suboxin, it's what they use to get people off, you know, okay. the pain pills. Yep. Well, it just came out. Um, they put me on Xanax. Xanax is my drug of choice. Mm. Um, great drug, but bad drug yeah um, so a lot of I don't remember a lot of stuff I mean yeah I, I is that of, when you came back that's when yeah, it kind of got yeah. that was like the worst of it yeah because I was just I mean I finally got off the pain pills um, and thought I was doing good like okay. I was pumped you know I was like and three suboxins a day I mean that's what they had me on at first um, then you know I don't remember a lot yeah I mean I, honestly I really don't I'd, I wrecked a lot of cars. It's bad when you, you know, you go to get a car fixed and uh, you take the car that they gave you back and this was totaled. Oh man. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, it's, and you don't remember, you're arguing with them. They call you up on the phone. I didn't know, what are you talking about? Um, front end of this thing, I mean, like smashed. Mm. And then, you know, then you got your wife calling you up. Wow, you know, I didn't do it. <laughs> so, and you're like, you're being lit, like, you're, I'm not lying. Like, I really didn't, you don't remember. And I wasn't taking, you know, I was taking it as prescribed. Yeah. Then you start taking more and more, but it was, um, that's, that whole thing changed me because I was in everything I'd worked for, everything that I thought, you know, I think I just felt like I let myself down. Yeah. Then I let them down. So, but where I'm at today, like when my family, like I've got the best wife, um, kids, um, my step, you know, stepkids are my kids. I've had them since they were, you know, eight and 10. But, I don't know. You. It got pretty bad for a while though. Yeah, it got real bad. Um, I had heard a story and I don't know any of the details, but you were with somebody and he actually died. Yeah, yeah, not just one. I mean, that's, I've seen it a few times. Yeah. So that was, you know, where do, it was on my part. Do any of those, part. like, are they, where, did you go, oh man, I'm, did you ever pop up for a second and go, 
what am I doing? Like, yeah. I'm in really deep you, you, here. You do. Yeah. I mean, it's, but. But then the addiction is just like. It's addictive, yeah. It's taking you, you know, like, deep. Yeah. Like, you know you're a good man. Um, and you're, and you're sitting there and you're like, you're trying to put God first. This thing just got you. Yeah. And the devil's going to use everything he can. Um, but then it leads to us. I mean, you're sitting there and you're going, you know, pain pills, then Xanax, then, you know, meth. And then it's just, yes. It's a downward spiral yeah, once you get on. there's nothing positive. Yeah. And then you're sitting there trying to hide it. Then you're trying to buy it off the street and, it's, and it becomes a job, it becomes a game. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a... How, what were you doing during that time for work? Um, shoot, man, you used to sell. Um, I was still doing rep stuff. Um, I still rep, but you're not doing a whole lot of work. Yeah. The work you're doing is not a positive, it's not, you know. Heck, there was one time, at one point, I mean, there's a lot of money to be made, you know, pills. So, yeah. yeah, there's a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, I suppose you're right. So, yeah, the amount of pills I was getting, 180 Oxy 80s, 180 um, Roxy 30s, 180 Percocet 10s, and 180 Xanax, um, two milligrams. That's just from one doctor. You were getting that from doctors? Like they were prescribing that to you? Yeah. How? Pay them cash. No kidding. Yeah. Um, 2000, 2200 and something was um, what one prescription cost. Pay them cash. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, it is wild. It is wild. And that, you know, um, and now they, they're, you know, they made it a lot harder and stuff, but. At the time, it was bad. You know, you know when you go to the doctor and they got policemen out there directing traffic, or their police, which is you know their rental cop, yeah. and he's directing traffic to get in this place. He, you know, wow. Um, and they, they sit there and they, they act professional. I mean, they're doctors. There was a lot of them. I mean, are like doctors of high, you know. But when I was in rehab, um, about the fifth or sixth time. Oh, you got you went through that many times. Yeah. Huh? Um, the Xanax, it's the hardest thing. I can, you can stop everything else. Xanax. So when you went through, did you come out the other side and you were good and then just something triggers it and you just get back in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't They, they said with, uh, with rehab and recovery, like relapse is part of that process. Like it is. It, it's, uh, the number of people that you, relapse is, it's like it's gonna happen. 80 something percent. Yeah, it's going to happen. Um, but the biggest thing with me is I had problems. Like it wasn't something either surgery or sick. Something, you know, I'd go and boom, it was, I never just went and just bought it right off the street, right, you know, right away. Um, I dealt with it, I was good. I was good for a while, uh, several times. So you think that drug that they were, the Xanax and the other one, maybe made you worse, which is what they prescribed you, right? Oh gosh, yeah. That was, yeah. I never took Xanax, you know, and I knew like, since, since high school, people were taking it left and right. Mm. yeah, that was it. I mean, it was this where it gave me energy, to where if you took you know if you took Xanax, it would you'd be passed out. It's a it's a uh, sedative almost, yeah. right? Like kind of mellows you out, but it was giving you energy. I'm cleaning the house. Yeah, huh. the problem is is you clean the house and then you know you're going over asking the neighbor you know, <laughs> and your wife's um, pajamas, <laughs> so <laughs> you don't remember nothing. I mean, it makes it makes things easy, but you're not dealing with anything. Right. And then the problem is when you come off of it, um, and you know when you're in rehab, 
you're around people and stuff. Everybody's done the same thing. They all deal. So it makes you feel, you know, you're content with yourself. You're like, all right, I don't feel so. But then you're having to deal with who you let down. I'm sure that's the hardest yeah. part of it all. Ooh. Yeah, so we then you got to go. Your dad want, you want, you always want your yeah. dad, your parents' approval. Yeah. So, yeah. and then your mom, she, you know, she loves you no matter what. Yeah. Um, but they come up and see you and stuff like that. You're just, you, you feel good, you like you, because you're finally getting over that hump. But after like the second time, you know you're going to go through crap. Like you're sitting there and you're talking about, um, I knew I was, I knew I'd fail again mm. um, after a while. But then you get so tired of it. You get so sick and it's like, why? Mm. It's got to, he's got to lead to depression, right? Like, oh, God. Like deep, deep depression. Yeah. And then that's a vicious cycle. It's, um, yeah, you sit there and you cry, you know, you, you have no energy, you have no, there's no motivation for life. Like, you just come, it comes, you're sick. Numb and sick. Huh? Yeah. yeah. That was one point where, when I came off the suboxone, the la- I mean, I looked at my, I looked at my wife and I said, um, I need to feel. It was 65 days of pure hell. That's what they usually get people off heroin. That's what, you know. This is 65 days of pure hell, of shitting, throwing up, no, I mean, shakes. Mm. I mean, it was terrible. But I need to, I'd be out there at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. Is this all you got? You know, you're screaming. Mm. Um, yeah, I had to, I'd get mad. I'd get, you know. Was that the last, I mean, was that kind of a yeah. turning point? That was for it. You? Yeah. I mean, I knew right then. I was done. I mean, I I was way over it before, but then I was dealing. You know, it's like that was the last. You just had, yeah, yeah. What, when was that? How long ago? Oh man, I couldn't even tell you. Honestly, it's been it's been so many years. Yeah, um, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been nothing but positive and what, you know di- you know. What was the hardest part of all that? Like the lowest point for you? Um, did you ever go after to my jail? Mechanic- uh, I went to jail, but I got out, you know. Oh, okay. I think the hardest part was after my mechanic died, after Todd passed. Oh, that was the guy that passed. Yeah. And um, I think... I didn't know he was your mechanic. Yeah. From, from... Grape Pro- bait. Pro- it was grape bait. It was grape bait? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and he was at the house the day before. Um, so it was like... It was just... And if I heard the story right, you guys were trying to get some wire to turn in or something. And oh, that was no, no, that wasn't great. That oh, that wasn't in. great. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, he was a, he was stealing copper. Copper. He was on my property. Yeah. On and the something was that we live. Yeah. Yeah. He went to cut off one of the main boxes. I was down at the other end. Um, yeah. I didn't know what was. Did you know that guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was a bad deal. How did Todd die? Heart attack. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Heart attack. Um, Gosh, what a bummer. I had no idea. That was, that was the lowest. I always liked Gray Pate. He was a good man. He was a good man. He, he's all heart. That was a big was, boy. He was. <laughs> he was. Um, all right, so after that, you know that screaming at the sky, yeah. you kind of make a turn. What's next? How do you, how do you dig out of that? Um, well, you only got one way. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's What'd up. What'd you start doing? You're teaching. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, as, what, else, you know, what else are you pretty much going to do? So then, but then, then it becomes, you know, like what I do now, it's not so much about motorcycles. It's about life. 
because we all need direction. We all need routine. We all need, you know, when I get up in the morning, first thing I do is make my bed. I mean, that's the start of that day. Yep. Um, then it's like goals, dreams, know that they do come true. Um, know that you're going to get knocked down. Know that you're going to get drugged through hell because life ain't, you know, but know that you put God first um, and you fight. Yeah. You never stop fighting. And if you want it bad enough, don't, I shouldn't have to come to you and say, hey, look, you need to go jogging or, you know, you need to do this and that. I should, if you love this and you're doing it for yourself, I shouldn't have to tell you. I, I give you a, you know, I give you a list. Like, you know what to do every day. Why should I have to, you know, I'm not a babysitter. You can't motivate them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it's, it's laid out. And if I have to do that, then, you know, we're here, I'm here for the wrong reason. Yeah. Um, so I'm not doing it for the parents. Um, I don't do it for money. I'm never, uh, that, that money, that doesn't faze me at all. Um, yeah, you got to, I have to put food on the table as far as, you know, um, what motivates me. I think what motivates me is me being drugged through hell and making sure nobody else goes through it. Mm. Do you talk to a lot of kids that, oh, yeah. do you see people going through that same stuff? Oh man, left, I mean, especially back in like when, like some of the writers, um, I guess probably Stroop uh, um, and Izzy and them, when their years were coming, that's when it was real, I mean, it was real tough. Mm-hmm. Now it's gotten where it's harder to get and the doctors and stuff aren't, because I, I blame the doctors at first. If they're selling you this stuff, that's insane. I've never heard that. Yeah. I've never heard such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, yeah, we talk about the problem is that it gets sent across our borders and sold yeah. underground. Well, y'all, yeah, a lot of people have to go to Mexico. We go down, and it's, I don't even have to go to a pharmacy. The doctors have it there. That's, that's, uh, that's crazy. I and then what happens that. when they get, you know, when they get, or somebody dies, they just go to another country, whatever. They buy up and they bail out. But they made so much money. Because, I mean, that was a money market. Mm. I mean, these doctors were making a lot of money. A lot of times they'd have somebody that would um, rent the, you know, building out and all that stuff or have the buildings and stuff. they bring the doctors in. Mm. I mean, it was, yeah, it was money. And if there's a dollar remade, somebody's jumping on it. Yeah, and then absolutely. once somebody sees it, somebody else is jumping on it. Um, yeah. Mm. And, you, and when you're just a little white, country white boy from, <laughs> from um, stop, I mean, I didn't know no better. Yeah. And it was just mental. I was, you know, it was, I learned a well, lot. This, this is something with um, Ron Ron, and I talked to him kind of back when he was going through his deal. Your, your mind is so powerful. Like he, he, he said he needed the pills because his back hurt. Mm-hmm. But he goes, there was nothing wrong with my back. Yeah. But in my head, my back hurt. You ever seen people like they go in to have surgeries, they keep having surgeries. They find reasons. Yeah. That's what they, yeah. So it's just that addiction, when it, tells you it needs something that your brain will come up with it, whatever. It comes, yeah, it comes. I mean, it's deep. It, like it, it's, um, Does that mean you strong. experience that same yeah. thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd be, I remember sitting there and I'd be like, man, I got to find some, I got to find them. You know, so-and-so's out, so-and-so's out, so-and-so. I mean, you're stealing. I mean, you're stealing these pills from, you know, you'd be at your grandmother's house. You'd be, you know, at a friend's house. You're constantly looking. Constantly. Yeah, man. I mean, that's all that's on your mind. I mean, that is all that's on your mind. You will lose relationships, you will lose everything mm-hmm. for this. But how can something so little have so much, you know? And do, you, do you think, you know, you said your family had some addiction issues, alcohol mm-hmm. on, on your parents' side. Do you think that's got anything to do with it? Do you think it's, there's some genetic to it? Or do you I think, think you can say genetics, but I honestly, I just think that it was what was brought part Once of my life. Once you get in, it's, yeah. yeah. Could happen to anybody. Yeah, it can happen to anybody. Yeah. Happen to anybody. Yeah. I found that, like I said, with that one experience, and it scared. I was. It was just enough where I could get out, and I it scared me. I was yeah. like, "Wow, 
that can happen, that happens quick. Yeah, it happens real quick. Yeah, I mean, what do they, what do they say, like uh, two weeks or like, uh, no, it's only like a week, week and a half. I was about of, 10 to 12 days. And I mean, like I said, I was really sick. It's, it's, it's a different kind of sick. It's not a, like a, it's not a, uh, did you have the like jolts, like your body's just sitting there and you'd be like, and then you just like jump like bad. Um, I, I had the chills. I, I was a re I felt like, I guess more like the flu would be the best way I yeah. can describe it, but, but definitely like, um, I don't know. Like come off Xanax, you like you you go into like serious seizures and stuff like seizures. Well, what, what was the deal with your seizures? Did you actually have a seizure disorder? Yeah, yeah um, oh. just um, trauma and stuff like that. But um, I was already having them before the like the yeah. Xanax and stuff. Um, so, that just brought that just brought out even more. Yeah. Every day. Really. Yeah. Every day. Uh, bad ones like falling through the walls and stuff. Mm. So. It That's was, tough because you're if you're trying to drive to go do anything. Oh yeah. Now you're uh, yeah. you're lucky you're alive. If, I'm very lucky. There's, um, Matt, they've, not from the seizure, I had surgery one time, I had um, double pneumonia. And I told him when I woke up, I said, hey, I said, something's not right. Um, I said, you know, something's not right. I knew right away. Yeah. That night, the only reason I'm here, it was all God. I am dead. Um, my mom heard me fall. I was going to the bathroom and a cop, he drove by, and he half and something just he just ran to the fr front door. I lived in a neighborhood. He ran to the front door, and uh, he didn't knock. My mom would tell you the same story. Huh. My dad would tell you the same story. Um, there was. He started CPR, and uh, you yeah. had a seizure and stopped breathing, and I didn't even have a seizure. Oh. I just, I mean, it was, I knew right, I knew, I told, I mean, right after surgery, I mean, his eyes come back to, something just was not right. And they didn't know I had double pneumonia at the time. Uh, um, yeah. So, yeah, it, uh. Started CPR and called 911. That's all, yeah, that's all yeah. they could do. Um, but when I came back, my dad was like, he thought it was pills. I mean, he, he took all my pills, everything, and, uh, which was fine with me. Um. So I, you know, I was, wasn't really withdrawing or anything like that. It was dealing with that, but I'll never forget the day I found those pills. It was like Christmas. Mm. So, um, <laughs> a whole bottle of them. But, and um, it's amazing the things that you go through and you see, like, then you see other people, like you have your vision and stuff like that. It was, um, it's. That's one like that's why I do what I do now. Yeah. It's because kids need, and a lot of them don't know no better. They teach you honestly. They teach you about like the strong drugs. The pills are what kills you. Mm. I did a shitload of like meth and all. I did a shitload. Um, I was a professional. What? What? How deep did I get? Were you doing like heroin and like? No, I never did stuff? heroin. Okay. Uh, um, never. Um, never saw anything other. I mean, it was. It was all to help my, because when you come off the pain pills, well, when I do the meth, all right, that's two days of sleeping. Hmm. I can, all right, that's how I got off pain pills. Hmm. And uh, I used to use, you know, so it got deep. I mean, anytime yeah. you're doing, you can do something so little, you're still deep yeah. because of the people you deal with. Yeah. And you know, some of the best people I met, some of them, I mean, you'd look at them and be like, I mean, like judgmental, because we all do it. I mean. 
some of the best people I ever met were some of the worst. I mean, like the right. lowest. Yeah, because they're real. They don't feed you no crap. It's they're real. Mm. Um, they tell you, you know, show you, got, you know, you get, you, you got to get it together. You're better. Da -da. And then you're telling them the same thing. Like it's, but they're real. There ain't no fake. There ain't, there ain't no none of this. You know, um, look at you know this. You know, my life is so great here. They're just real. Mm. That's and that's what we need. I mean, yeah. Um, so, what's the plan moving forward? Are you still just going to continue with coaching? Is yeah. there anything else you want no, to do? No, that's what I love. That's what you love. That's what I love. You got a, a website or how do how people yep. get a hold of you? Um, just do. You can Facebook me or whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't do a lot. I keep my stuff. I keep I keep it small. Yeah. Because in order for me to do what I need to do, yeah, I can't have you know here and there. I, like I have to do. My focus has to be um, everything. Like I'm, I give everything. Mm -hmm. My heart and soul is there. Mm -hmm. If they if they're crying, I'm crying. Mm -hmm. If they're, um, you know, and they'll tell you. I mean, if I've gotten in fist fights because I like. I mean, it's bad whenever you know, like you see parents you know hitting on the kids and stuff. I'm a small guy, but I'll take an ass whooping all day for a kid. Yeah, and enjoy it. So um, yeah, it's I love it. I love you know, like I, the traveling. Ah, man, I hate that. But man, as soon as you get there, it's like it all goes away. Yeah. And then when you, still to this day, when I'm packing a gate, or I'm up, you know, it's, or they're playing the national. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Gives you chills. Yeah. Kind of brings you back, huh? Yeah. Like you, yeah. That's when you yeah, you want you want a bike, and yeah, you know, that's when you want to be back out there. Yeah. Do you ride much at all anymore? No. Really? You get tired of laying in bed. Ride one day, spend three days in bed. You still, it'll beat yeah. you up that bad. And I just my body can't recover. Really? My white blood count is still so high. Wow. So from I don't know why. Oh, but uh, now to the point, as much as I've done to my body, I don't even work. So um, yeah, gosh, that stinks. Do you miss riding? Um, sometimes. Sometimes. Those moments. I don't miss like the tracks now. Like I don't miss no big jumps or anything. No, no. It, but you know the biggest thing you asked earlier. If I don't feel, I feel like when I go out there, I still have to go fast or something like that. Um. In and I don't, like I do out there and I'll just play around. Yeah. But um, then you come off and you're like, man, I thought you were gonna get some fast laps. You know, uh, my you fast laps, yeah, my <laughs> fast laps were done 20 years ago, bud. Yeah. Um, but you know, the people still, you know, they asking us, like, I just wanna go have fun. Yeah. Um, last time I went and I jumped, somebody came by me and man, it was like, I don't know what happened, but they came by me, it clicked and I just, like, I was like, I laid in the hammer. Hey, shit, all right, crap. And it knocked me out, and uh, my wrist. Oh yeah. So this was about it two years ago. That was and the that last was it. time. Yeah. And, did, and that feeling of coming back to, and then my dog. When I came back to my dog, had found you know he's, he's licking you. He was there. He was. He came all the way across the track to all of everybody, and yeah, he was there. So, uh. Uh, it was a bad. Uh, Can't do that to your dog. No, anymore. my dog. He, <laughs> hey, he, anybody, especially now. I mean, he's he won't go anywhere without me. Yeah, he's my, he's my boy. He's my boy. Good he, dogs are, man. There's nothing like him. And the thing, yeah, he won't like. I don't even have to keep a leash on him. Is that right? Yeah, he's. What is it? Uh, he's a mix between a boxer and a um, a, and a pit bull. Okay. So yeah, he's. Well, he'll fight for you too, then. Mm-hmm. Um. What about your What about your kids? Um, how are they doing? What are they into? You said the one barrel races, your um, stepdaughter. Yeah, she, um, no, my daughter, she barrel races. Oh, that's your yeah, daughter, yeah. okay. Um, 
she takes it serious. Yeah, yeah. It's all, she, what she, everything is all me. I mean, I, I've had to sit there and be like, look, baby, you've got to slow it down. And even her mom's been like, look, if you want to do this, you'll listen to your dad. Like, mm -hmm. if you want because she is, she's so naturally, like, gifted. She's good. Mm -hmm. I mean, she really is. She's got, like, she takes, since she's, like, nine or ten, I mean, the horses are her life. Yeah. She takes care of, like, eight horses. She gets up at uh, 5.30 in the morning, she feeds them. I mean, you don't have to tell her. How old is she now? She's, she's 16. Be... Okay, 16. And she's a pistol. Um, all mouth. You can put her in the middle of a room of a million people. She know a million people when she left. She, uh, she yeah, she's bulldog mouth, 12 ass. Um, her driving is terrible. Um, <laughs> she's a, uh, yeah, she's all me. Yeah, she got a lot of your. She, she fights. Yeah, <laughs> she, she. I mean, she's she she fights for what she wants. Like she is a go. She loves this. Yeah. I mean, it's like really, Skylar, you got to slow it down, baby. Um, it's not it's not nothing to do with burnout or anything. It's to do with the fact that she's. Um, you want to see her get spit off? And yeah, get hurt. no, yeah. she's she's not able to. You're not able to just focus like, she, cause she's she wants it that bad, to where, you ever like, okay, races, you know, coming, you get the race and you're like, I just want to go have fun. Cause you're trying to take that pressure off of yeah, yourself. Yeah, That's what she, you know, she she puts that much stuff on her that when it's time to show, mm. what she's worked for, she um, she's kind of bailing herself out, mm. and it's not, she needs to enjoy it. Yeah. That's, and that's the biggest thing, if I can tell anybody, enjoy it. Because if you love it, I mean, that's what a lot of people, we need to l learn to love our motorcycles, you know? That's your girlfriend. Squeeze her, hug her, you know? Um, it's, she's, she's, she's got to learn to enjoy it. Because mm. she enjoys it through the week. But the barrel racing, it's, um, she enjoys yeah. it, she loves it. But she doesn't lay it out all out there on the line like she, like I know she can. Mm. Then, um, but... And she lives with her mom, and are you guys okay now? Oh yeah, you and mom? no, yeah, we great. Uh, we get along way better. Okay, um, good. She. Uh, and what about your folks? You good with them still? Oh, too? unbelievable! Me and my, honestly, everything I went through has made us. So I mean, honestly, I've got the best. I mean, we're strong, folks. Yeah, yeah, we're That's strong. Good. My brother. Um, oh yeah, his how's kids, he doing? He's good. His kids are, you know, he's got uh, Christians racing. And I'm hard, like, it's hard, like, because he's my, it's my nephew, and I want to be, you know, hey, you know, that was a good job, but it ain't that way. Like, I'm honest with him, but we, it's, it's work. Yeah. You know, this is, you say you want to do this. You, like, you know, like Edge was saying, you can be, if you want to be the weekend warrior, we can go be the weekend warrior. But if this is what you say you want, and you really want it, this is how it's going to be. Mm. And you lay it all out. And I don't care, you know, it, you know, 10 years old, well, I know how you know, serious it was for me at 10, and I want to keep it fun. Do your work, it's fun. Yeah. But, you know, it's doing your work. Yeah. And, it, and it's not so much, because when he puts that helmet on, that's his life. Mm. If you're not taking it serious, and your mind's wandering, that's when we hurt. Yeah. So it's um, saddle up. And that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you got your, you know, through all of that shit, you came out with still your family intact, and that's that's, that's everything. It's big. It's important. Yeah, you know. I mean, it really is. Not just you know. They're they're they've always been there, man. Yeah. Always. It's like, why? I mean, but then. Well, because if it was your daughter, yeah. you're not you're not yeah. go, you're not walking away. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, they were good.
Well, we ask everybody, kind of our last question we ask all our guests is how you want to be remembered in this sport, you know? Um, you gave it everything I had. Yeah. I was real. It's the biggest thing. No, you know, no cover up. Everything. Yeah. So I love. So much so you clawed yourself off the track with two broken yeah, legs. Yeah. That's what it was broken legs feels like. So now, um, no, I mean, seeing people get hurt a lot worse, you know? Yeah. It's, um, it's legs, the heel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the time, it, it does some damage, you know, because those legs take six months. Oh, no, it's brutal. I, I mean, Shay, just looking through your career, it was, it was shorter than you probably would have liked in terms of number of years, but yeah, you got, you got a championship. Yeah. You're in the record books, yeah. and that's something no one can ever take away from you. You got race wins. Um, it was a good career. And some really awesome relationships and life lessons through that. Yeah, I think that's it, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you can still call Mitch at any time and he'll do anything for yeah, you. Yeah, a lot of them. I mean, because it was beyond, it was beyond, beyond just a, that job, you know, um, business, you know, this, it's just business. Yeah. The friendships. Yeah. Because um, when you, even though they have budgets and stuff like that, you know, a lot of people, um, there's a lot of stuff, you know, that they, they still to this day do for me. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. yeah well, especially Mitch, that guy's yeah. special. He is. Yeah. You won't never see another. I mean, a lot of people don't understand, like, these, a lot of these teams spend their own money yeah. in order to run these race teams. Well, Mitch I, spends a lot of money to run his race team. So, I just found this out, is that Star Yamaha, you'd think this team, six out of the seven last 250 Supercross titles, two out of the last three 450 championships, indoors and out, That's a, and he's still putting his own money into yeah. it. Yeah, still. I mean, he's got 47 riders under yeah. his tent. <laughs> I know, he's got a, oh man. You know, in a lot of, in. But that's what these guys that love it, that's what they do. And you, but you, they love it, but you have to perform. Their yeah. first, you know, they bring these kids up and a lot of people are like, man, I wish I was that kid. No, you don't. Yeah, no, you don't. Because you're not you ready for don't. it. Yeah. You know, the first yeah. year is, is, is easy. Yeah. You don't have, you know, it's a, just go out there and learn. Yeah. The second year. Then it gets. Yeah, it's business. Yeah, and then you're stacking weights on your back, <laughs> and and w waiting for that moment where you go across the line and go. Oh, hey, was Deegan them down there? Deegan was down there the first day. How? I yeah. mean, honestly, like, is he? How do he look? Um, he's he's typical amateur kid in his place. He actually caught and passed Justin Cooper in a moto, and two turns later tipped over and fell. Yeah. So, very fast. And the maturity is got you know. Well, yeah, he's a typical amateur. He can haul ass, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. They, but they were doing a 35-minute motor or whatever, so. <laughs> it's, yeah, but it's not under any race conditions. Right. I mean, it's practice, and yeah. that's what I tell. A lot of them go to the tracks, and they're like, oh, I was, you know, faster than so-and-so. Or I was, you know, doing this, everything he was doing. Yeah. Put them underneath race conditions, and 39 other guys that can do the same thing. Yeah. Um, it's different. I will say there, I feel like Brian is doing the right things for him. No, Brian, um, he's unbelievable. He, he's way ahead of his time, too. Like, the, like, what he's done with marketing and stuff like that, Brian was way ahead, but. On top of that, he's a smart guy. Yeah. He, and making the, the right decisions, um, even for the rest of his kids. Yeah, I feel absolutely. Like he, yeah. Yep. So. Well, dude, thank you so much for hey, taking thank the you. time. Uh, I really appreciate it. I hey. know some of it's painful memories. Yeah, and no. Some of it's painful for me. Yeah, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, but yeah we, we both dealt with it. So, no, they're good, but you know, they're memories. Yeah, So absolutely, buddy. Well, it's uh, great to see you. Thank you, you too, so man. much. Stay awesome. tuned. Thank We're going to be back me. to uh, wrap up the show. I want to be back with you, girl. Like we're robbing a bank I wanna be mad at the world Like it took you away Welcome back, folks. Uh, that was Shay Bentley. We 
Mr. 2000 Supercross champion on the West Coast. I want to thank him for his time coming in. Uh, it's definitely a little bit of a drive for him to get here, and I appreciate his time. Obviously, he and I uh, have a lot of shared memories, especially from that 2000 season. Uh, and a lot of people think that we didn't like each other or there was some drama over that. Obviously, I would have loved to have won that championship, but like I told him, uh, Shay's a great dude, and I'm happy it was him if it wasn't me. Um, and I appreciate his willingness to come on and share some of his struggles. Uh, there's probably people out there listening who've either been through that, maybe going through that kind of stuff. And um, I feel like when people can be open and share that kind of the depths of where they went, um, it helps those folks to feel not alone and like you can get through it. So uh, that's not easy for him to, to share. And I really appreciate it. So a uh, big thank you to Shay for coming in. Uh, thanks for always, as always for watching and supporting our sponsors. We go way out of our way to make sure that uh, we only partner with brands we really trust. So if we recommend these products, you can trust them. Uh, you got my word on that. So thanks for watching. Stay tuned as always. Lots more uh, good shows coming up. The Whiskey Throttle Show is brought to you by Yamaha. Join the Blue Crew today and take advantage of all that Yamaha has to offer, including amateur racing trackside support, awesome Yamaha contingency, Jason Rain's demos and instructional classes, and frankly, the most high-performing motorcycles available on the market today. Whether you're looking for a four-stroke, a two-stroke, a side-by-side, -side, a quad, a boat, a generator, Yamaha prides themselves on absolute top-level quality and reliability. Rev your heart with Yamaha and join the Blue Crew today. Sore necks, aching legs, tight backs. Our bodies aren't designed to be constantly tense, but what can we do about it? Help your body relax with TheraBody. TheraBody creates effective, natural solutions to take charge of your daily wellness. By combining education, innovation, and over a decade of pioneering technology, TheraBody makes wellness more accessible for everybody. A traumatic motorcycle accident led TheraBody founder Dr. Jason Westland to create the Theragun for his debilitating pain. Now the Theragun, the only physician-created percussive therapy device, uses a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power to relax and release your deep muscle tension. Recovery Air is TheraBody's world-leading pressure compression therapy system that flushes out leg soreness so you can bring on peak performance. Most electrical muscle stimulation is ineffective. Instead, TheraBody's sleek PowerDot takes away the guesswork with an intuitive app that customizes intensity and placement so you recover faster. Regular foam rollers hurt. TheraBody's Wave Series delivers powerful vibration and pressure to help you recover with less pain. Don't settle for mystery CBD. TheraBody's TheraOne range of topical and ingestible full-spectrum USDA-certified organic CBD products are redefining high-potency CBD for wellness and recovery. 250 professional sports teams exclusively use Theragun and other TheraBody products to take recovery into their own hands. Method Race Wheels, bringing you the lightest, strongest, fastest wheels in off-road for your truck, van, sprinter, UTV, or SUV. They've been dominating the Baja 500 and 1000 and every major off-road event around the world for years with high quality and performance. They also look amazing. They come in a bunch of different styles and colors for your rig, so check them out. You can get 20% off a set of wheels using our code WHISKEYTHROTTLE. No capitals, no spaces. 20% off using our code. Check them out. Also, coming soon, the R1M Project. Method Race Wheels makes a dive into the motocross world. Stay tuned. Troy Lee Designs is the leader in off-road motocross apparel and style. So whether you're looking for a cool new paint job for your helmet, maybe your name and number on your helmet lettered on, 
you're looking for new gear, you're looking for mountain bike gear, off-road gear. They've got the brand new Scout line in GP and SE models. Troy Lee Designs has it all. They've been leading this industry for decades, and they're going to continue to do it. Check out TroyLeeDesigns.com. SKDA is a moto graphics and seat covers company with several offices based around the globe. For too long, bikes and graphics have all looked the same. They just start to blend together. SKDA is working to change that. With super clean and unique design work, a bike with SKDA graphics stands out in a crowd and adds a touch of art to the world of moto. Hey, we need that. SKDA prides itself on providing premium customer service both before and after the sale is made. Visit SKDA online to view the current product range and get in touch with their team to get your bike refreshed. I want to just make a, a mention here that these guys, not only is their design way outside the box, very, very cool. They'll work with you on custom things. The, the products are incredible, okay? They'll speak for themselves. But what's really awesome, and you'll notice this the minute you order one of these, man, they give you an email saying, hey, the product's been shipped. Uh, hey, the product is here. It landed in this spot. Hey, it's coming today. Hey, your product's been delivered. They, they're just so good about staying in touch with you and letting you know where it's at. Customer service is 100%, and uh, that's just something that's rare these days. Check out SKDA. Here at the Whiskey Throttle Show, we're all about supporting brands that support our sport. And there's one tire company that has never walked away from the sport of motocross and supercross, and it's Dunlop. When times got tough and the economy took a crash, Dunlop stepped up and stayed with our sport to support it and the athletes and individuals that love it. Their MX-53 line and MX-33 lines absolutely dominate this sport. Every national championship at the pro level has been won in the last decade, and nearly every single amateur national championship at Loretta Lynn's has been won on a Dunlop. So if you're looking for high performance, you're looking for amazing quality, and you're looking to support a brand that never turns its back on our sport, there's only one choice for you, and it's Dunlop. Pro Circuit is the leader in aftermarket performance and quality. Whether you're looking for a little more horsepower out of your engine, some quality hard parts to improve the way your bike feels and looks, better handling through suspension or linkage or linkage arms, Pro Circuit is where you need to stop. It's your one-stop shop. You can go in there and get everything you need to make your motorcycle go from average to exceptional. Pro Circuit's got enough number one plates on their wall to side an entire home, and there's a reason for that. They're very, very good at what they do. Uh, the highest quality products with one goal in mind, and that's winning. Check out ProCircuit.com. Nihilo Concepts is leading the way in aftermarket hard parts. With their secondary on-switch device, something that was much needed in this sport, they've been innovating and bringing new products to market. Their latest is the new Nihilo Run-Cool Brake Pistons. They're designed to be stronger than stock and provide exceptional cooling performance with less brake drag. Most OEM caliper pistons are made from aluminum that just can't hold up to the heat and extreme demands of serious racing. When they get hot, the aluminum will distort, causing loss of hydraulic pressure and brake failure. Nihilo's run-cool pistons limit the area that boiling hot hydraulic fluid is able to come in contact with the piston, leaving two-thirds of the piston volume in open air with breather holes to enhance the cooling ability. It's made of a proprietary stainless blend, which is better at dissipating heat. You have issues with brake fade or brake failure, check out Nihilo Concepts among their many amazing hard parts and carbon fiber parts and titanium. Nihiloconcepts.com. Senna is the leader in motorcycle helmet communications. There's really two prongs to why this is important. One of them is safety. If you're a dad who's watching your kid out on a track, being able to communicate with him about a rider down or a track situation is imperative. You don't want him coming over a jump and seeing a rider down and getting himself involved in that. So from a safety aspect, it's huge. 
you can also coach them. So if you see them taking a line, doing something that they could be improved, it's very easy to just click a button and speak to them right in their helmet in real time. This has been a proven coaching technique used by many motorcycle coaches. There's also just the simple fun factor. Being able to chat with your buddy while you're out on a ride, share music between one another, answer phone calls, it just takes your riding experience to another level. So whether you're using the 50S or 50R connected through a mesh network in your helmet, or you're using a Tough Talk headset connected with one of those, Senna is the leader in quality and performance in motorcycle helmet communications. Check them out at Senna.com. Seat Concepts is the leader in motorcycle saddles. If you're looking for a new cover or a new seat entirely, Seat Concepts is the place to go. They make custom seat foams catered to your height, weight, riding ability, riding type. They also have waterproof covers and, and foams that will not break down if you ride in a lot of inclement weather. And they pride themselves on being much more comfortable than OEM or any other aftermarket company. If you're looking for a new seat or a new cover, Seat Concepts, there's nothing better. Need to replace something on your bike that's worn out? Look no further than Pro-X. These guys aim to make everything OEM quality or better at an affordable price. And they've also got some new products coming. So right now, chains, sprockets, anything inside the, in the engine internally, air filters. If it wears out, Pro-X makes it, and they make it at a quality level that's OEM or better. And they've got some new things coming that are awesome. A complete engine rebuild kits for the Polaris RZR 800s, Need to replace something on your bike that's worn out? Look no further than Pro-X. These guys aim to make everything OEM quality or better at an affordable price. And they've also got some new products coming. So right now, chains, sprockets, anything inside the, in the engine internally, air filters. If it wears out, Pro-X makes it, and they make it at a quality level that's OEM or better. And they've got some new things coming that are awesome. A complete engine rebuild kits for the... If you've got a little Grom that's looking to get started in the motorcycle world, the best way to get them going is on a Stasic bike. They've got multiple sizes, so from your very young Groms to those who are a little more grown up, you can start them safely. They've got controls that allow you to control the speed so he can't get going too quick. They can touch the ground. There's not a lot of noise to distract them. It's the perfect way to get your child involved in motorcycling at a very young age. And if you've got a kid who's already out ripping, there's series popping up all over. For those of you in Southern California, go to www.ameminicross.com and join their local series. If you're outside of this state, contact your local track and ask them about starting a Stasic class at your local track. Get over to Stasic.com and check out all they've got going on. Motul USA, uh, we, we lean hard on these lubricants to keep us uh, on the track and on the trail. And Motul has proven their quality over and over, uh, most recently with their Dakar win with Ricky Brabeck. Uh, they're sponsoring Supercross teams. They're diving into our sport again full full throttle, and uh, we're stoked to have them on board. Amazing products, top to bottom. Motul USA, go check them out. OGO is the leader in motorcycle storage solutions. As motocross riders, we need a gear bag, we need a helmet bag, a boot bag, a backpack, a travel bag, a hydration pack, maybe a tool kit to wear around your waist if you're on an off-road ride. OGO makes all of that, and their products are absolutely top of the line. I've got stuff I've had for several decades, just to give you an idea of how long this stuff lasts. If you're not sure, ask around, talk to folks who've had some of this stuff, and they will confirm that OGO's quality is absolutely second to none. So go check them out, OGO underscore powersports.com, and look at all they've got to offer right now. You ever heard the phrase that the harder you work, the luckier you are? 
Well, at Luck Apparel, they believe in an acronym that kind of sums it up a little more simply than that, laboring under complete knowledge. So it isn't just some random chance that determines what your outcome or results are going to be. It's being educated and working your butt off to get it done. And I think that that goes hand in hand with the motocross industry. You don't get lucky into a win. You work your ass off and you make it happen. So check out Luck Apparel. They've got t-shirts, hats, sweatshirts, all kinds of cool stuff. And we're stoked to have them on board here at the Whiskey Throttle Show in 2022. If you're in the market for a toy hauler trailer, car trailer, cargo trailer, look no further than Custom Outfitters. One of our new partners for this year. Uh, these guys do an awesome job, even so far as to dial in the inside of Sprinter vans, which have become the new standard moto transportation for moto. Uh, these guys can handle it all. Uh, they use ATC world-class trailers, uh, top shelf service and performance in their products. Uh, Custom Outfitters out of South Dakota doing an awesome job. We're stoked to have these guys on board this year. So whether you're looking to just do some camping with the family, uh, looking for a trailer that can fit all your toys to go out to the desert or wherever, uh, look no further than Custom Outfitters. And finally, last but not least, Specialized Bicycles. If you are in the market to start pedaling, this is where you want to start. Uh, they've got great entry-level bikes all the way up to the Cadillac, the new Levo um, e-bike. Uh, any, anything in between, man. It doesn't matter what kind of riding you're doing. Go check out and start with Specialized. Don't waste your time on something that's going to break. The derailleur's not going to shift after a couple months. Get something quality. Uh, these guys make it. Specialized leads that industry. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of MPH Moto E Performance and Health with Coach Rob Beams. Welcome back. Thanks, brother. So this is an interesting uh, topic we've got today. It's basically, are you doing too much as an amateur, maybe even more than the pros are? Um, so we have a, a problem as, as amateur motocross enthusiasts some of us, that we, we're like, oh, I need to train more. I go out. I'm not in shape enough. Sure. I want to be able to ride more. I want to be able to do this. But, um, you know, you and I were talking a little bit. I, you can only do so much. That's right. You know, I, I complain to you that I, I want to be in better riding shape and I want all these things. But I, I'm a full-time fireman. I'm, I'm trying to run a show. We're building stuff for the website. I've got project bikes for Vital. I've got two kids playing soccer. Yeah. i got a wife that I'm trying to stay married to. That all takes you know, consumes from the pie. That's right. And so there's only so much pie. That's right. Damn it. I hate that there's only so much pie, but, That's right. um, you, you, you feel like people are probably discrediting themselves and, and all of the stresses that their lives have, and they need to be a little more realistic about the output that they can still give. That, I mean, that's, that's it. And the you know, you surmise it the best. If you look at life, we really have four quadrants. You have what's going on personally. You have what's going on professionally, or for some of our younger listeners, maybe what's going on in school. You have the financial side of things and you have the athletic. Well, with my relationship with my clients, I can only influence that one box. I can, I can adjust the duration, the intensity, or the frequency of training. But I also have to respect that every client has those other three attributes of life. There's only 24 hours in the day. And as the old saying goes, you can't manage time. You can only manage yourself. And if I, if I can get the listeners to stop and think about what does the average listener do by noon on Monday? You know, you've got the, uh, Michaela and I tease about this all the time, the dreaded Monday morning marathon fest that you got to live with. You know, you've been in and out two or three meetings. You've read some reports. You've, you know, you've, you've driven to work. You've maybe had a, maybe you've gone to the gym on the way in, so you got up early. Think about all of that by noon. And so when, when our listeners watch 
or they see an article on about what the pros are doing, and then they try to incorporate that in, or especially with YouTube, everyone's an expert nowadays. And so you watch something on YouTube, and you're like, oh, well, Billy Bob's doing this or doing that. And then you try to incorporate that in. Where in God's green earth are you going to put that in? Yeah. You know, now I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because in some of our other podcasts or, you know, shows that we've done together, we've talked about address your frustrations. You go race. If you're falling apart at the end of a moto, work on your endurance, work on your flexibility if you're struggling in corners. But my question is, where are you going to fit that in? Mm. And yourself included, you know, multiple jobs, having two growing daughters, a great relationship. Well, that doesn't accidentally become successful. Just like you've heard me say, I don't like accidental success on the racetrack. There's no such thing as accidental success in life. So when we look at the volume of training that our athletes are doing, and for a lot of the listeners, you know, they're, they're trying to get in an hour before work or they're trying to squeeze in an hour after work. Well, what are the two things that gets sacrificed to make that happen? Sleep and food. Mm. What are the only two things that allow the body to sufficiently recover? Sleep and food. You think about it when Amber was pregnant, right? She's eating perfect. She's pregnant. Then she has the baby, and then she's licking the inside of the baby jar. She's sleeping when the baby's sleeping. What are the two things that she lost? The ability to sleep and to eat. Same thing with yourself. We rush into this thing called adulthood. You know, you... And, when, and we could talk about this at, on another show, but like when do we transition into you're just somebody that enjoys riding a dirt bike and every time you're on your dirt bike, you're training? You know, when do you jump on your specialized bike and enjoy riding your mountain bike, but now it's training? Yeah. That's a dangerous, slippery slope because we start to lose the fun. Now, again, the problem I have is that I only have fun when I can go out and actually ride it. Sure. If I get arm pumping two laps and I got to pull in, yeah. you're that back pisses frustrated. me off. I'm not having fun. Yep. So. I've got to figure out, you know, and for me, it's, I have to ride once a week. Yep. If I can ride one time a week, I can stay relaxed enough spot. to stave that off. Yep. And I, I still exercise at the station and when I have time, but that one ride a week for me is enough to stay having fun. And that's my biggest concern. Well, that's where this. the structure for some of the listeners, they'll look at structure as taking the fun out of it. I look at structure allows you to be, and you and I grew up with this in high school, being in the moment. There is nothing worse than you being at the station thinking about riding and then riding, thinking about your daughters at soccer, being at soccer, thinking about being at work, being at work. And then you go on date night and you're thinking about something else. Well, date nights at bus. You just run everything. Everything. Right. So that being in the moment is hokey as that may come across initially. If I know I've given myself one hour to do a 45 minute workout, I'm in the workout. I'm going to get everything out of that workout because I know what my frustration was on race day. So now when I'm in the gym, I'm addressing that frustration with the exact time I've been given, but I don't feel like a lot of the listeners give themselves credit. Sometimes you just don't have an hour to do cardio. Be fine with 30 minutes. Yeah. I don't care if you get out of your car and walk around your block. You do that every day. Let's say it's 10 minutes. That's 50 minutes on Monday through Friday. It's 50 minutes more than you had on Monday. Yeah. Every little bit counts. Consistency is way more important than anything. Yeah, amen. And, and, you know, listening to your body, if you feel like you're just – dragging ass listen to that you know don't pump yourself full of what happens when you do it you get sick or you get injured yeah what are the two things that stop our progress as an athlete sick or injured that's the only two things that's the only two things and really boil it down and i thought i was pretty dialed in in terms of uh time management and you you've showed me a whole other level you know you you say your days are are scheduled down to like pee breaks take the trash out date night you really have it dialed literally so I'm, I'm actually going to get something from that and, and relook at my own program and fine-tune it a little bit. But I think for folks who are going, man, how do I fit it all in? Yeah. That's really the only way. It has to be on a schedule written down 
or a Absolutely. lot of it's just not going to happen. Well, and, and I don't want anybody to think I live in a glass house. I mean, there's days that, you know, Michaela and I were traveling. We were up in Vermont doing a performance camp up at Winchester. A flight was delayed. A flight was delayed. We ended up missing a flight. That was a 24-hour day. I don't live in a glass house, but I'm certainly not going to go out and do my intervals the day afterwards, right? Yeah. You know, we went to the gym and we actually swam and we did some foam rolling and um, I'm a massage therapist, so Ms. Michaela got a massage. I mean, you just say, all right, we got to re- we got to reconfigure this day because if I give up today to kind of schedule the next four days, well, I pick up four by giving up one. That's a good ROI, return on investment. Mm-hmm. So I'm always looking for that. Yeah. And when I understand the only two things that are going to slow me down are an injury or an illness, the lack of sleep and the lack of food, and I do it for myself, I do it for Michaela, I do it for all my clients. The first thing we do is we block out nine hours of sleep. So if you know that you've got to leave the house at 7 a.m. to get to the fire station by 8, you're not saying you're going to get up at 7. You've got to be up by 6. Why? Because you have to have enough time to get up, eat, go to the restroom, get dressed so you're on time. Yeah. Because when we start rushing, what do we give up? Sleep and food. Mm-hmm. So every time we start that domino effect, we're screwed. So I always look at, you know what time you've got to start tomorrow. You've got to be up by 6. Well, that means you've got to be in bed by 9, 30, 10 o'clock to get yeah. eight hours of sleep. Well, now we're, now we're reverse engineering your week because we're sitting here, whatever day it is, you're like, okay, well, if I don't get to bed by 10 tonight, but I know I've got to get up by 6, it's just simple math. I won't get eight hours of sleep. But that's the only place that your body releases growth hormones and the, what we call recovery hormones, whether it's human growth hormone, testosterone, the natural things that allows us to recover only happens with food Mm. only happens through sleep. So if you look at how you cut up the day, when someone's rushing, what do they give up? I'm going to give up an hour of sleep so I can work out wrong combo. Yeah. And that's what our listeners are are running into. And I feel like we're, we're maybe it's just an American thing or or specifically American, but Oh, you got to get up. You know, you'll see these uh, millionaires giving these speeches about how I only sleep three hours a day and I I'm up, doing more by 6 a.m. than, you know, and yeah. it's like, well, maybe you're making a lot of money doing that, but your your physical health is going in the crap. Exactly. I mean, you could sit there and, and be on whatever pedestal you want. I'm not trying to be mean, but if, if somebody's realistically holding that schedule, they're probably jacked up, mm. you know, whether they're on Adderall or, you know, uppers and downers and all. I mean, we just, I mean, there's enough history there that when it, when the shit finally hits the road that you, you realize they've ruined themselves to, to do that Yeah, and to put put it on a pedestal like it's a badge of honor you know and we've done that as americans i think absolutely uh, I, I can't really speak for the other countries but yeah. i know at least here it, it is it's a badge of honor to say oh, i'm i'm working three jobs and i'm only i'm only getting four hours of sleep at night i'm going so hard now i don't want to be disrespectful we know there's listeners that are going through difficult times and sometimes you have to work three jobs that's why i'm yeah. saying we don't live in a glass house i don't want to insinuate that but when you do have that option do your level best to protect your sleep like mm-hmm. a baby and I always run it through the litmus test of a child. You know, when you have a little one, irregardless of age, when they're tired and hungry, how much fun are they to be around? Yeah. How reasonable are they? But yet we're adults and we say, suck it up, buttercup, let's yeah. go. And that's the part that becomes really dangerous at the end of it. Because what I want our listeners to be thinking about is sleep is not you being lazy. Sleep is you giving your body what it needs. Eating correctly is not about just, you know, I don't eat this or I don't eat that. Is it an investment or a sacrifice? Because mm. you've got to invest in yourself. Again, an overused term right now. But, you know, the idea is invest in yourself with good food. You're going to feel better. You're going to perform better. You're going to drop weight. 
drop body fat, VO2 max goes up. It's, an, it's just a mathematical formula. So it's a win-win, win-win-win-win-win. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what good is all that money if you don't have your health? And yeah. I know, again, that sounds a little cliche-ish. But the older you get, though, the more true that, that well, starts but What are our ring. listeners frustrated about? Well, because I'm not able to ride without arm pump, okay? Well, why is that? If we keep reverse engineering it, well, you're 30 pounds overweight. Why are you 30 pounds overweight? This might surprise people. It's not because you're eating too much. It's because you're not eating enough and you're not sleeping. We can do a whole show on hormones associated with sleep, but when you sleep, your body releases human growth hormone, which is the hormone that naturally makes you lean. It only gets released when we're asleep, figuratively speaking. But so if you're not sleeping... You wonder why you're getting heavy. So what do you do? You eat less calories. What does that do? It dries up your body fat. Why? High cortisol. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a domino effect that most of our listeners don't realize. So they try harder and harder, and they work out harder and longer because they got beat on Sunday, yeah. which we can relate to. Yeah. But that's not the solution. So that's why I always say our listeners are doing a lot more, and they've got to give themselves credit to say, hey, you know what? I'm tired. Yeah. Work yeah. smarter, not harder yeah. applies here. And, it really does. And uh, there's a lot of information on your website yep. to help them do that. Be smarter yep. about what you're doing. Uh, yes, you have to uh, be creative and, and manage your time well, but there's also just some good things to do and not to do, and Coach Rob can help you get through those. Get over to CompleteRacingSolutions.com for all those. Uh, there is a ton of free resources. You can also sign up for membership and have access to even more detailed stuff. Uh, Thank you for coming on. Stay tuned for more MPH videos coming soon. Thanks for watching the Whiskey Throttle Show, now available on the Spot Network, an independent standalone streaming platform live now on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, Google Play, Android TV, most smart TVs, and all phones and tablets. Look for future live shows and specials only available on Spot Network. Download the app today on your favorite device. And don't forget to like and subscribe and click the bell to get alerts for all the latest content. Follow us on Twitter at W underscore throttle underscore show and on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram at Whiskey Throttle Show.